And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. And we do have a special guest in-house uh, for this episode. His name is Ray Bryce from Michigan Tech, played at Michigan Tech. He's still playing some pro hockey right now. Um, we'll get to him later, but I am joined by Trevor Olson, Jack Mason, and Veach, Max Veach. It's good to have you guys on. We haven't seen Olson uh, and Veach for a little while, so this will be a this will be a fun episode for us. Let's get into our uh, weekend recap brought to you by Beauty Status. And folks, Beauty Status is an authentic Minnesota hockey brand. T-shirts, head covers, stickers for the man cave, flags, polos, they've got it all. Good Minnesota hockey stuff for all the fans out there. Go and check out Beauty Status um, on all socials. Their website is www.beautystatushky.com. Ols, what'd you get up to on the weekend? Yeah, uh, I've been on a little three-week hiatus from the has-beens. I appreciate you guys bringing me back uh, with open arms. Um, Shelby, the fiance, and I uh, made a huge um, life decision. We bought a house up in uh, White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Uh, and it's been um, an absolute grind the past three weeks. Uh, I've been working on that thing pretty um, consistently. Um, so again, this past weekend, I was up there. Uh, I had my family down and we were painting. We did all the painting um, above the wood floors that are getting refinished uh, this week. So we had to uh, we had to put in a big shift on the old uh, paint roller. Tra- Travis has got a new name, Bob the Builder. Yeah, Bob the Builder. Hey, oh. I, I sent a text to you guys, but I'll say it to everybody else: if you ask me to paint your house, I will tell you to eat shit and die. Um, and it's nothing <laughs> against it's nothing against our friendship. I just don't ever want to pick up a roller again. So uh, if you guys need help doing demolition or anything like that, would love to help you. Paints a no-go for me. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Ols, you know, you've done a bunch of different things. What are some of the things where you're like, I'm never doing that again? Okay. Now, you said painting, but was there other things? You know what, the demo the demo of the bathrooms was really fun. Obviously, you know, you take out the sledgehammer. But did you guys know um, on older houses, when they tile bathroom floors, that they do it with cement? Did you guys know that? I did so, not. When no. you, Ew. So when you bust out all the walls and the last thing you have to do is rip up that tile flooring and you get a crowbar in there and you start to try and pry some out, well, it goes tile, cement, then the wiring, and then more cement. <laughs> and when it's, a, you know, a, whatever it is, 45-foot square foot bathroom or whatever the hell it is of cemented tile – um, and you spend four hours with a sledgehammer and uh, a fucking crowbar and a hammer, and you try and figure out a way to pull that up. And then once you get it up, it's all the cement's all crumbled, and it's just sitting in in the middle of your bathroom, and you don't know how to get rid of it. 
Um, that's that's easily number two. Painting still sucks. Number one, most hated thing in the world. But if you have cemented bathroom floors, um, I suggest you walk into oncoming traffic. <laughs> and you were definitely wearing full respirator doing this by the the OSHA rules, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Absolutely right. not. I'm freaking <laughs> sledgehammer and then trying to. I, I literally pull up piece of cement um, tile and it's honest to God, this big and it weighs like 40 pounds and you got to carry it to the garage because you don't have <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Oh, <laughs> just breathing in all the pesticides, oh, just yeah. knocking up a house. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, man, uh, I, you walk out of there and, you know, everybody's, oh, don't pick your nose. That shit's gross. Well, when you work on a house and you and you hammer your nose and you're, you're looking for some gold, you got dust in there, you got paint, you got old cement particles and you're just digging in there for gold and it comes out gray and black it's just hideously (laughs) good stuff yeah (laughs) oh that's funny yeah that's why they don't make that's why they don't make bathrooms like that anymore because they realize you know what maybe in 30 years people want to redo this bathroom so we're going to make it a little easier to take apart yeah if i ever find that again i'm putting fucking vinyl laminate right over the top of it i don't care if it's lumpy bumpy (laughs) any of that shit i ain't taking it out oh <laughs> uh, yeah well yeah well the 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 listeners are definitely up to date on your house stuff you know we they, they've been aware of what you what you've been doing it's good to hear from you um though to hear your words because they've just been hearing from mace and i which is pretty much what you've been saying yeah you know it's it's good to be back uh it's good to be back in front of the the old camera um it's a n- nice needed break from the house uh, like I said earlier to Mace, uh, I can't physically be there right now, which is huge um, because I'd want to be doing something. Um, so it's nice to to get away. And, and, you know, buying a house is awesome and it's your space and all that stuff. But it also sucks ass sometimes, too. For sure. Well, uh, Mace, what did you get up to on the weekend? Uh, so I didn't have too exciting of a weekend. Um, Friday, uh, I went back home for a little bit after work, had some dinner. Uh, but then I had ended up having to hop back on work and work till about two in the morning. Um, and then Saturday I was pretty exhausted, didn't really want to do anything. So I just invited the fellas over. We hung out, had some beers, played some board games. And then Sunday, uh, me and my sister went to the wild game, hit cassettes beforehand. You know, the drill. Oh yeah. What'd you, what was your order? I got a slice of their special, which was Canadian bacon, green peppers, and onions. And then I got a slice of their sausage. Teabag me. That sounds incredible. Both were phenomenal. I hadn't had cassettes in probably a year, and oh, I missed it. They do it right there, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, four bucks for a slice that's bigger than my face? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean... Some cassettes and some work. Not a bad weekend. Mace, I like it. We're growing up. Cassettes was the go-to for us uh, during the state tournament back when I was nasty. I, I do have to I do have to bring that up. I saw uh, the Youth Hockey Hub tweet out uh, an old stat line for, for your boy, old Staddy, um, scoring an overtime winner. So uh, I figured I'd, <laughs> I'd jump on that, uh, that quickly in the episode here. <laughs> <laughs> they paid him to write that article. Don't don't let him fool you. He paid yeah, those right. guys off every year. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. He's sending them Venmos like, "Hey, release the article." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Veach, what did you get up to on the weekend? Uh, yeah, not not too much. Uh, went up to Giants Ridge with the uh, the girlfriend's uh, family. Dad's side had a little late Christmas get together with them, and then uh, went snowboarding one day and ended up popping the question. Pulled the trigger and uh, got a got a fiance, and I guess I'm a fiance now. So I'm trying to follow uh, Olsa's Olsa's example and you know live the big boy life. Man, I'm I'm surprised you're already calling her your fiance. It took me forever to figure that out. It's like my uh, girl or my fiance. I I still get it mixed up all the time. It's, I, it's pretty sweet though. Unreal. Twice Congrats. on the phone already today. I was I said girlfriend, and she looked right back at me. So I'm I'm getting used to it. But I've I've been trained so, at least earlier today already. So if you guys are at the bar, you know, and someone's like, "Hey, V Chales, how's it going? Oh, who's this? Your girlfriend? Are you gonna be like?" No, that's my fiance. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll correct them. I'll just, you know, I'm just, a, I'll go with the flow kind of guy. Just, oh yeah, and then you know, I'll let her show the ring because she just loves doing that lately. So, oh yeah, yeah, I, I would probably do something like, oh yeah, this is my fiance Shelby or something like that. But I wouldn't be like, no, this is my yeah. fiance. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You call her by her right name, fiance. <laughs> you get my wife's name right. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> uh, well, pretty pretty exciting weekend for you, Veach. I mean, that's uh, yeah, it was a big one. A, that's got to be a weight lifted off your shoulders. You know, like how long are you planning that? Did you, you know, did you ask her father beforehand? Were you thinking about it? Did you have the ring for a while? Or did you just buy the ring and be like, I got to get this thing out of my hands? Oh, the, here's a, there's a whole long story to it. I'll try and some summarize it as best I can here. Um, she's been wanting to get married for a long time. Uh, we've been together for almost four years now. So it's it's been cooking a little bit. Her parents and I have talked a couple of times about it. So I already knew I had their blessing going down with it. Um, I had gotten probably six or seven different, you know, quote unquote, different rings from either her or her friend sending me ideas. And they were all identical. So it was pretty easy to pick it out. Uh, got in touch with the jeweler that's actually out in Boston. And, you know, I got the got the ring expecting to propose like really quick. Open the box up just to double check that it was right was not right i had got white gold instead of the yellow gold that she wanted so i had to wait another six weeks for a new ring to come oh no uh, no yeah. <laughs> i was gonna propose just before christmas and there was a little snafu there something else happened that ended up you know not working out and so you know i didn't want to be the cliche propose on christmas guy here's your present and everybody kind of laughs at you a little bit and no no shade to anybody that's gotten you know proposed to or uh, proposed on yeah, christmas yeah. like to each their own uh, um you know i always just have a nice little chuckle about that especially if it's just that present but yeah i've had it on a, a couple of different walks that we've taken and it was like snowing or the dog ran away or something just didn't happen so <laughs> Yeah, I've I've had it, but it's been a it's been a long time coming. That's, good patience, awesome. good patience on you. I yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm getting this fucker out of my pocket right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. how that takes some patience for sure. I would have I would have been like fuck it, I don't care if it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> raining. It was raining on our day. Hey, they say good luck if it's raining on your wedding day. So it's uh, it's only one step in the right direction if it's on your your engagement day. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't really top that. I can't really top that weekend. Um, 
to be honest, I had an, another kind of boring weekend, but Saturday I woke up at 6.30 a.m. to go ice fishing with my dad and his buddies, and I got back at 7.30 p.m., so 13 hours ice fishing. Um, I think we fished for a total of three hours on the trip. <laughs> the rest of the trip was, you know, getting things ready, uh, loading the truck, unloading it, um, driving out to the spot. We we drilled maybe fucking a hundred holes, you know, and, and they've got all these they've got all these electronics, you know, to check a fish around or and whatnot. Oh. So we're just drilling holes all over this lake. <laughs> we went to three different lakes, by the way, drilling holes everywhere, can't see fish anywhere. Fucking no fish. Jesus. Gotta go to the next spot. Fish for three hours. I'm gone for 13 you know like got did fish for 10 hours um but it was i mean we caught two fish the entire time so we got our absolute ass kicked um but nonetheless it was a good time and i was i was joking with these guys because um they're more so more so like fishermen and ice fishermen rather than you know golfing or heading to the bar with with friends for happy hour they're they're on that other side and i'm like what do you guys think uh what do you what do you think costs more being the the golf bar guy or being the outdoorsman you know fisherman obviously they're like oh golf for sure golf bar guy for sure i'm like well, well let's wait a second here you know you've got maybe 200 jigs and hooks in your little tackle box each one costs three to five dollars that's a lot of money in there you've got my dad and his buddy they each have eight rods okay that's a lot of money um the ice the, the ice house that we had was big tents a lot of money we had a ranger to bring us out there ton of money you vexlar. know vexlar the the electronics yeah ton of money so i'm like pointing this out and they're like yeah fuck you might be right i'm like yeah i fucking am right you guys are fucking think you're saving money fishing <laughs> spending yeah. so much money like all this all this equipment and all this technology just to pull up just to pull up a little fucking fish out of a hole, you know, like it's hilarious to think, but that's, that's part of why it's fun though. Is like, that's why golf's fun. Sometimes, you know, you get, you got your new wedges or something, you get a new ball or a new glove, some fucking your range finder. You got your app on your phone to show you how far away it is, where the wind's coming from, you know, like that's part of the fun. So yeah. um, <laughs> I can't blame them. I'm almost, I almost, I had a good time with them, you know, we're drinking beers out there, of course. So, um i had a good time but yeah it was just hilarious you know fucking out there the whole day and fished for three hours caught two fish the whole time like just hilarious <laughs> how was how was the ice there because it was absolute dog shit where we were up, up in bawabic it, it probably had you know five six inches of slush on top of just shit yeah ice. there's a lot of there's a lot of slushy areas um it was actually pretty hard where we were at we almost got stuck once in the slush, but yeah, I, you know, I'm wondering, I'm asking my dad and his buddy, um, I'm like, how is there slush on this lake? It's been negative for three straight months. Like, it doesn't make sense. They're like, yeah, well, the snow, it snows and then the snow insulates the bottom and then it gets slushy beneath the, sl the snow because it's hotter and then it turns to slush. Makes sense, but whatever. <laughs> Well, when you're pumping a hundred holes in there and you're pulling up all that water, you're just yeah. adding weight on top <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And it's it, the the ice fishing game is always funny because if you do find fish, like you don't tell anyone because you don't want everyone to go there. So, like 
we didn't catch a fish all day and my my dad and his buddy are getting calls from their buddies also fishing and they're like have you uh how are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're fucking hammering them on this lake right here. You know, we're fucking just killing them. <laughs> just lying to them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. And then, oh, actually, you know, Friday I did go to the golf simulator with Dixon um, and Brock here. It was actually kind of fun. Where Didn't you go? To, did you shoot pistols too? Or was that just Dixie? Yeah, I did shoot pistols yesterday. Yep. Oh. Went, out and brought, went out and brought my pistol out and tried to fire it, you know, cause we were, we were having the talk, you know, one of our buddies, we go to movies here in Grand Forks and one of our buddies brings his gun to the movie. Cause he's like, you ever see what happened in the Batman film? I'm not, I'm not fucking letting that happen to me. So he's always got his gun and I'm like sitting there like, yeah, you'd feel better with the gun. But like, as soon as you stand up and this guy, this bad guy is firing at the movie theater, you've got to be calm enough to like, grab your gun and like aim it and then shoot. And like, these things are fucking hard to aim. Like they're not accurate. I mean, they are accurate if you're good at shooting them, but it's so hard to aim. Imagine yourself trying to aim at a live shooter with that adrenaline going. I mean, you're like, Oh, you gotta be 20 feet away to have any sort of accuracy unless you got like a long barrel on it. And then, and then even if you do take the shot, I mean, if you miss, this guy sees where the shot comes from and you're getting a bunch of bullets sprayed at you. So like, if you're the guy pulling out the gun, you better have a fucking good shot. So we were talking about that. So that's why we brought the pistols out and shot them um, yesterday. And fuck, those things are so tough to hit a target. Like it's so (laughs) hard, man. Like after that, like before we were going there, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to go to movie theater, my gun for sure. I'll, I'll hammer this guy. And then, I'm sitting there with no pressure at all, shooting at a target, just straight up, like <laughs> missing it. I'm like, yeah, I, I ain't shooting the guy in the theater. Fuck, I'm just ducking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's that's why we went out and shot yesterday because I was like, fuck, I gotta dial this thing in if something does happen, you know. <laughs> yeah, but we'll move on from the weekend. That was my weekend there. We'll move on from that. Um, Kind of a dark subject, but uh, <laughs> we'll get into our uh, we'll get into our predictions here. I'm going to start us off with Western at Nodak Saturday night. It's a pick'em. Anyone want to start us off? Western, Western, no doubt. You got three of the top six scorers in the nation: Ryan McAllister, ten goals; Poland with nineteen goals. It's impossible to contain those guys. I don't care that North Dakota's got a better power play. I don't care that they have a better penalty kill. Western is too potent, and the only time that they lose is when they get outscored, and I don't see North Dakota doing that. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's uh, – you make, you, make, you make a few good points, but what I'm thinking is UND is going to lose Friday, and there ain't no way they're losing Saturday, so I'm going North Dakota Saturday. Hmm. I kind of like that that logic. I might go Nodak too, even though Western's kind of a powerhouse. I'll take it too. Hey, we'll go. We'll go fifty fifty. We okay. just went to we just went to Kalamazoo and took five out of six, so it's not bad. That's why I think Western's got a little itch. They got uh, they do, yeah. they're coming. They do. It's going to be a scary matchup, that's for sure. Uh, we'll move on to the next one here: Duluth at Omaha Friday night, and Duluth is favored by point five. Half a goal. Oh, so if I we hate... go in, so go if ahead. we go into overtime, if we go into overtime, 
Omaha wins the bet. No, only if it goes. No, no, no. only if it goes. Only if it's a shootout. Overtime still counts. Does it? Overtime still counts, but then the tie. It, it, if they go to a but shootout, Duluth, but Duluth, but Duluth gets, but Omaha, both teams get a point if they go to overtime, right? It's two and one. Two and one. So you don't get the full three points if you win in overtime. Correct. So the, the, these these spreads are different. This is just this is basically saying that Duluth and Omaha are the same. Oh, this is tough. I think I think in the betting world, it doesn't matter if it goes to overtime or a shootout. If Duluth wins, they win the minus point and a half. Really? Yes. I don't know about shootout. I guess I haven't had that issue with only a half point. I've gone full points that go into a shootout, um, but it was already decided before that, obviously. Well, you know what? Here's here's where we're going. If it goes to overtime, Omaha wins. Okay. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> uh, I'm going UMD as a shock to absolutely freaking nobody here. <laughs> but they just beat a ranked team in Bemidji who plays a you know, crazy suffocating style. UMD and Omaha both give up 2.8 goals a game. So it's on the lower end of things that favors UMD's style. I have like three stats I have to read to you guys right now because UMD has had, you know, pretty garbage stats for the first half of the year. But um, they're six for 12 over the last five games on the power play. And nine for 26 since November 12th. So 35%. And their penalty kill is 34 for 36 since November 11th. So we're talking about a really good team as of the last few games that they've played. And that's against Denver, Bemidji, who are both ranked. I don't know if they count the St. Thomas exhibition game in there. Um, So you're talking about some pretty good competition. So when you're going against Omaha and it's another conference opponent and it's somebody that you want to catch in the standings, uh, I think they're going to have a little bit of extra gas. So despite the fact that they're favored somehow on the road as a lower pairwise seed and lower in the NCHC, I'm taking them. I'm not, I'm going to also ride with, with Veach here just because of what he said. And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've been paying attention to the NCHC, and obviously I pay attention to Duluth, and um, they have started to turn around a little bit. And to me, Friday night, to me, a Saturday night game for the home team is a must win. To me, a Friday night game is more, that's that's more of a winnable game for the away team in my eyes. I mean, it doesn't always happen that way, but that's why I'm going Duluth. I think Omaha will definitely show up Saturday, but I, I think Duluth's coming hot on Friday. I do, I do like the reasoning behind those, but I think Omaha pushes it to overtime on Friday, and maybe Duluth gets away on Saturday. I don't know. Being at home on a Friday night, I mean, Duluth is going to come in with energy, but I don't think Omaha is going to be too quick to give it up. Mace, if you're telling me I can walk away from the weekend with four points as a UMD fan, regardless of if I lose this bet on Friday, I'm taking it. I'd happily lose the bet to take four points. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to agree with Mace. I think Omaha 
Omaha is not a pushover. I mean, they are a little bit, but again, it's the NCHC. The only thing that kind of deters me away from that is because Duluth, kind of like North Dakota, is known for their second half, tightening the ship. You know, it kind of scares me. I think Duluth will grab one, but just uh, because we're on a podcast, uh, I'm going to go uh, the opposite of what you two think. So, hey, also on this on this topic of Omaha and Duluth, did you guys see that shootout goal by that Omaha guy? No. Oh my god! I wish I had it pulled up. I saw it on Twitter. It was an absolute. It was absolutely insane. He like actually, it might have been like a two on one or something, and he like caught the pass the there's like a puck that was like five, four feet in the air. He like tapped it over to his forehead and then tapped it in the air in the net. Like it was, it was insane. I don't know who the guy was, but after just that, recently? I was like, fuck. Yeah. It was just recent. It was like this last week or the week before. I can't remember, but who were they playing? Do you know? No, it was in practice. It was a practice video, oh. Oh. but it was, it was fucking wild. Like it was like some skill that like, I didn't know Omaha had. So that'll that'll help that'll help Olson Mesa's bet there on the Omaha side of things maybe. But well, I'm gonna yeah, say I, mean, I, did a, I did a lot of nasty shit in practice and it did not uh, <laughs> transition to to games. Uh, I I scored almost eighty percent of my shootouts against Cam Johnson and Zane McIntyre and I scored like six goals all four years at school. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, we'll move on. Ohio State at Michigan Friday night. Same deal. Michigan minus half a goal. So if it goes to overtime, Ohio State wins. Mace, I want to hear you go first on this one. Okay. Um, Two good teams. Michigan's playing at home at Yoast. I mean, I've never been there, but it looks like a fucking – Wild arena. It looks fun. Um, from what we've talked about in previous weeks, I think I remember hearing that Michigan has some decent goal scorers on their team, and they're at home, so I'm taking Michigan, especially on a Friday night. Yeah, that Fantilli kid that people are talking about, pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. and Hughes. Fantilli yeah. and Hughes, they're, they're not bad. Yeah, I. Uh, this one's tough for me because – Ohio State just just I think they just shredded up Michigan, Michigan State, State last weekend. Humped them. Yep. Yep. Three one and six zero. And Michigan State's a pretty good team this year, so Ohio State seems to be rolling right now. But you all know how it is when you get a guy like Fantilli and Luke Hughes back in the locker room. Um, that team's feeling pretty confident in themselves. I I don't know. I I'm gonna take Ohio State here. I think it might. I think it might be a tie and going to overtime. So that's why I'm going to go Ohio State. Oh man! Uh, so Ohio State, for those that don't know, they have the best penalty kill in the nation right now. It's at ninety point nine percent, so ninety one percent they're running that, which is unheard of in college hockey, in my opinion. Um, I think Michigan has too many scores for that to continue. I think Michigan takes it specifically, like you said. Fantilli coming off of, you know, World Juniors when you're hearing about Bedard and just basically Bedard. And 
you know, he wants some of the shine for himself back. And now that we're into college hockey and into some big games, it's 66 in terms of pairwise standings, eight versus eight and eight versus six in terms of uh, USCHO and, you know, USA Today. So they're really close. Uh, I expect it to be a really good game. I think just Michigan's got too much scoring power. Yeah, Mich- Michigan, Michigan has screwed me uh, multiple times in our predictions uh, this year. Um which means they have to win at some point. So I'm going Michigan by uh, 0.5 of a goal. I think they, I think they win six three probably. That's easy for me. I like it. All right, we'll move on to the next one here. Bemidji State at Bowling Green Friday night. Over under at four and a half goals. Under. Hey, we were just talking pre-show about, you know, Georgia TCU. Obviously, that game's going on now. It'll be done by the time this pod is out. Uh, We were all saying that it's so obvious that it's going to be the under because of Georgia's suffocating defense. And I think this is the exact opposite of that. I mean, this should be an under matchup. Anytime that Bemidji's in there, it's under. Bemidji's given up 2.4 goals a game. Bowling Green is 3.21, so we're already at uh, just under six there. So it's above the the, the underline that we've got set. And people don't know this, but uh, Bowling Green has the second leading scorer in the nation in uh, Austin Swankler, I think it is. Um, 15, yeah, 15 and 19 for 34 points on the year. I think he comes out there. I think Bowling Green gets a win um, specifically because Bemidji is kind of down looking their wounds right now after UMD um, kind of gave it to them on Saturday there. So I think uh, it goes over. All right. I like it. A couple over-unders. I'm going to ride with Ols here under. 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 Bemidji game, it's it's like the it's like the Army Navy game that goes under for 16 straight years. Bemidji yeah. under Amrit, it's a religion. Hey, history's on your side. I'm just I, I I have to go out on a limb here. I think that uh, Swankler has to has to come out against uh, Bemidji. Although Bemidji's goalie has been just stout all year, so yeah. I mean, under is the smart move, but I'm not a smart guy. I like it. Good move. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with over as well. I like I like the reasoning you brought. I, I don't hate it. And, and it's more fun rooting for the over. That's why yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. slammed the over in the TCU Georgia game. <laughs> it's going to be physical. It's going to be intense. I mean, it's going to be goals might, are fun to watch. Them. I want goals. Yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got three Friday night games here to watch, and then the uh, Nodak Western on Saturday. It's the only game on Saturday, so just so you guys remember. Um, and now I guess that's good for their predictions. Let's move on to the fun stuff brought to you by Butter Golf. And we'll start off with the nail gun of the week. Does anyone want to start us off? Um, I I can go, which I think will probably be the, the quite obvious um, choice in DeMar Hamlin. Uh, guy's heart stopped on the field was given CPR, taken to the hospital, um, intubated, um, basically put to, put to sleep while they were trying to figure out, uh, what went happen, what happened. Um, guy just transferred to Buffalo hospital today, um, and was given the all good basically, uh, well, not the all good, but, 
um, obviously the good enough to, to move facilities. Um, and obviously you saw the respect and love that was um, given to him across the NFL and really across the world. So um, that's an easy nail gun of the week for me. I agree with that. And, you know, there's another guy being a hockey podcast that we can reference there. Chris Pronger had something similar happen to him back in the day, ended up coming back from it and finishing out a Hall of Fame career. So fingers crossed, you know, DeMar is able to recover enough to the point where he's able to get back out there, do what he loves. And, you know, best case scenario, he has one hell of a career to to finish it out too. And I mean, sure. not to mention the fact that the first thing he said when he woke up is, did we win? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy yeah. shit. Football yeah. guy. That's sick. Football guy. And, and so you, know, you know what? T. Higgins will never hear this podcast, but the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals took a lot of shit for what happened during that play um, because he just happened to be the one that was part of that play. It was a freak accident, and there were a ton of people that ripped into T. Higgins for causing this injury. Um, Those people should go fucking kill themselves is what they should do, actually. Those yeah, people I mean, have no place to, to blame T. Higgins for that. I mean, come on, man. Like, even if it was like a head-to-head hit, it's a football game. Like, half the time, those guys, they're supposed to kill each other. Like, it's a quick game. It happens quick. Like, no one's out there trying to murder someone, all right? Like, let's take it easy. Yeah. Unless yeah, there's no intent there. It's a freak incident. You can't control yeah. that. You know, there's – it's NFL is a scary game. Like, we talk about the concussions and stuff all the time, but that hit was a freak accident compared to – remember – I forget his name. Burfacet? Bur, Bur, perfect. Vontez yeah. perfect. Vontez yeah. perfect, yep. Yeah. You know, he was he was trying to hurt people, like – consistently on a daily basis like oh yeah that that hit that kept going around of juju smith schuster and that like that's an aggressive like somebody trying to kill somebody t higgins had nothing to do with that well antonio brown was never the same after that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. that that if you go back in the tapes and you like watch his personality that is the pinpoint moment where you can see it change from then on. He was never yeah. the same guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like talking about that because that is so messed up. It's it's a hundred percent CTE what Antonio Brown has. Like you don't just turn into that person without something happening in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a good calls. Wants to go next. I mean, I if if you guys are having a tough time, I can go, but I, I do have like four of them. So all right, I got one, and it's a pretty easy one for me as a Bulldogs fan. Uh, nail gun of the week for me is Jason Shagabe. Uh broke TJ Oshie's scoring record of two hundred forty-one points. Uh, he's currently got two hundred and forty-six and counting right now. So uh, if you don't know, he plays for Waro, the same school that TJ Oshie was playing for. That's why that's kind of significant there. And, you know, TJ Oshie, pretty good name, I guess you could say. Um, also part of the Green Bay Gamblers, I believe. But as a freshman, 30 goals, sophomore, 24 in a COVID-shortened season, junior last year, 27. And he's got 37 points in 11 games already this year. So pretty decent kid. And he's going to come play for the Bulldogs. So love him. I, I saw you trying to sway him online, Gage. I won't stand for that nonsense. Come it's to the Bulldogs, play it's with not the too big late, boys. Jason. No, no, no. It's too it's late. It's not too late, Jason. No, it's close to home, Jason. It's a lot closer to home. 
We're, we're a no, big yeah. family here, and I'm, I'm a big fan of the kid. Last year watching the state hockey tournament, he did end up losing to some future teammates on Hermantown and both of the Plant boys, but all three of them, UMD commits. Oh, did they really? What, what was the score of that game? Uh, I don't remember, actually. It was in the championship game um, for single A there, but uh, it was it was a great game. I think all three of them played extremely well, and you know it's, it's going to be wild to see them playing together in a couple of years with Bulldogs yeah. sweaters on. I was going to mention Shagabate. He was actually one of my nail gun of the week as well. Um, I knew I, I had to beat you to it. Yeah. I, I was going to, I was going to mention him strictly for the fact of like, how sick is that last name? Oh, like, great. If he makes it to the national, he's going to sell so many jerseys. That's such a sick last name. Shagabate. Man, my, my dad has said a hundred times. He wished he named me something funky because my chances of going to the show are just that much better. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 100%. If you got a cool name, chance of going far in life is way better. <laughs> oh, Nikolai, Dimitri, any of those names, yeah. especially if you've got eyes in it for hockey, it, it just sounds like you're a foreign kid and it sounds yeah. like you got big play potential. <laughs> growing, yeah. growing up, I just knew I was fucked because there is another Jack Mason at Egan. <laughs> so I wasn't the only one. So yeah. just another guy with the same exact name. <laughs> yeah. Better looking at me, better at hockey. I mean, put me in the dirt. But. Hey, he's not as good at fucking podcasting as you are, Mace. You got that going. <laughs> Let's go. Um for my nail gun this week. Um, I did have this guy a couple weeks ago as a nail gun, but I saw this uh the other day. Uh, it's going to be Mike Leach again. There's a video of um, this kicker. It was, a, it was a home game, and they had, like, a competition at halftime where uh, they, like, have a student kick a field goal for a scholarship or something. And this guy goes up and puts it right down the middle of the uprights. Leach goes and fucking recruits the kid, brings him on the team. <laughs> guy doesn't miss a field goal for the rest of his four years or something like that. That's insane. Yeah, that's an unreal story. <laughs> Dude saw him at halftime. He's like, holy shit, this guy is a boot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's just butter. Leech, Leech, Coach Leach is always recruiting, just making sure, like, let's see this guy's kick. <laughs> He's like, man, he took one step, kicked it, and it was oh, right down the up of upright. If, oh if I was a big-time college football or NFL football coach, I would literally just be walking around like, soccer fields and shit just looking at people booting the ball because that's where you like finding a good kicker is what can separate you sometimes oh yeah my high school had a girls someone from the girls soccer team come and be the kicker really yeah which was she nasty yeah she had a fucking leg (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was kind of funny I I always tried practicing kicking, but I was never I was always I was always good at punting, but the kick off the ground, I'd always like get shin splints after kicking it like twice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just killed. But uh no, nice nail gun of the week there, Mace. I'll 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 start us off on mine here. My first one, Cristiano Ronaldo going to Saudi Arabia. He's got now he now in Saudi Arabia, it is illegal to live for any any person, any average civilian, it's illegal to live with someone of the opposite sex if you are not married. Well, Saudi Arabia's rule that's been forever since they've been a country, they just made an exception for Cristiano Ronaldo to live with a girlfriend. So he's the only guy in he's the only guy in Saudi Arabia that can live with a girl that he's not married to. That's pretty fucking nails. No way. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, cra- how crazy is that? And then the team, the team that he signed with in Saudi Arabia, they had 850 K followers before he signed. Now they have 10 million. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> talk about return on investment. Yeah. yeah, like how ridiculous is that? You know how many jerseys they're selling right now? Like those yeah. little those little kids over there are just fucking sewing away. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh speaking of him though, did you see the highlights of his first game plan over there for them? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, dude, it looks like the Harlem Globetrotters. They are like oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, the government stepped in and said, you better let these guys have some scoring opportunities because it was, it was, it didn't look like the same sport. We'll say that. And so if you have a chance to go look it up, I would say go look up those highlights because it's, it's something else. And they're trying to showcase that talent a little bit. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, good for him, I guess. I mean, they immediately went from a small market team to a fucking huge market team just because of that. Yeah, definitely. Jimmy, Jimmy, that's only six in the last hour. Fucking hurry it up. You're not getting your lunch cookie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's bad. But it, happens. it happens. So, um, um, And then my next one, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's India's largest elephant that they have, like, held captive it's like the oldest elephant the largest there's some there's some stats on this elephant it's killed 17 people and like (laughs) all these things like it's just insane they have this massive gigantic elephant just like chained up like it's a dragon in game of thrones and this thing just said murdered 17 people There's a bunch of Indians outside, like it's cage, like celebrating this thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like something straight off a movie, like an, an old like gladiator movie, but it's real. Oh yeah, uh, Dude, I saw the video you posted. It looks straight out of that last Lord of the Rings movie. Maybe it was yes. the second last one. One hundred percent. Yeah, it did. It did. Didn't it? It's just insane. I was like, that thing's real. I yeah. thought Legolas like, was just going to slide down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just bonk it right on top of the melon. <laughs> Dude, you're on one today. All of your topics today are just <laughs> on a different wild. level. Cage is on his right now. Oh, yeah. um, and then I got uh, one final one here. I don't yeah, know how to ahead. pronounce her name. Um, the senior associate athletic trainer for Army hockey team, Rachel. I don't know if it's Leahy or Lehigh. Yes. Um, if you don't know, Eric Huss took a skate to the neck, a la like Richard Zednick or um, Clint Marichuk. Like it was a, a bad situation, a scary situation for him out there. And she was one of the first people out there, first responder, you know, you know, um, got the wound under control and was with him all the way to the hospital. And it was because of her that he was able to, you know, have it, <laughs> you know, uh, become in a stable condition. Yeah. So, you know, props to her and all the other athletic trainers that have gone through all of that education to react in those situations and being able to do so and, you know, get him on the right path. And he's back with the team already and seemed like yeah. it was quick and clear cut. So that's, yeah. that's another one that, that shouldn't go unnoticed. For sure. A nail gun there, because it's one thing just to get taught 
how to do it. It's another thing to actually do it in real life when the, when the time does come. I mean, you yeah. hope it never comes, right? Like most, I'd probably say 99% of athletic trainers never have to deal with that, but they probably all get taught it. Um, yeah. So yeah, very nail gun. I, I had another one too, um, similar to that and similar to the DeMar Hamlin thing. Um, so what kept DeMar Hamlin on, on the field alive was CPR, you know, keeping the heart pumping. Well, there's a teacher in East Grand Forks that has taught over 200 students just this past year how to do CPR. So that's pretty nails. You never know when you're going to need it. It's probably a good thing to learn how to do. Um, if you do take a class, pay attention because you never know. I mean, it definitely can save someone's life if, if you're ever in that situation. So props to that nail gun teacher teaching that many students how to do CPR. Um, and then my last one, just everyone's seen them. Um, but I just, Jordan Schmaltz just recently sent me a video of uh, a roided out mountain goats, you know, and there's always these, I just wanted to shout out all the roided out animals out there. Like there's always a, a picture you see, like, look at this pit bull. He's fucking jacked. Look at this ape. He's jacked. You know, like, look at this mountain goat. He's, he's huge. Like he's a bodybuilder. So I wanted to shout out all the, uh, all the roided out animals out there. Good props to you guys uh, i don't know how you did it but uh you know without hands and weights and shit no creatine no pre-workout they're doing it natural uh, i thought you were gonna so. start calling out players by name <laughs> yeah. hey did, did we ever mention uh who started their first nfl game was it brock purdy's dad or whose dad was it with the mega jaw did you guys see that guy uh-uh. i think it was uh-uh. brock purdy's dad yeah this guy's that he chews on fucking concrete. He chews oh, on yeah. concrete. His his he looks like the crimson chin. I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted I wanted to send this in and have somebody bring it up because I forget who it was, but it was somebody a starter. I thought it was Brock Purdy, but I don't I, I can't remember if it was him or somebody else. But somebody started a game and they kept panning to the to the dad. And it was this guy chews on rusted nails and fucking uh, small stones and boulders. <laughs> and his, his, I don't know what he does and why his chin is so defined, but somebody please find a picture or video of it because the guy's a fucking animal. He goes to, he so, goes to a landscaping store where you get mulch and rocks for your yard. And he's like, hey, uh, looking to buy some quartz here from you guys. Oh, what are, what are you putting it on? No, it's just for my house. I chew on rocks. Look at his chin. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at Brock Purdy dad. I want to see if, if this is him. Nope, it's not Brock Purdy's dad. It's going to drive it's, me nuts. I'll figure, it's I'll not, figure it it's out. It's not Purdy's dad. That's the dad. Okay. I remember seeing Purdy's dad. I don't remember. It's, uh, I can't remember if it was, maybe it was NHL. Um it was somebody's first game, or I'll I'll, I'll figure it out and I'll, I'll send it in the group chat. And if we if we post a little yeah. picture of it and say this is the guy we're talking about, all I know is I saw the guy and I nearly spit my water out. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe this guy's fucking chin. It was elite. While we're on the topic of hockey, nail guns, and parents, um, it, it just had a thought come back to my mind here. Um, I want to shout out the the two parents that were just caught making out like without a care in the world at last year's NHL draft caught on camera. The kid, he had a little comment about it a couple of days later saying he hasn't heard it. Like 
hasn't lived it down yet. So shout out to those two just they on were live French TV. kiss making out just <laughs> blah, blah, blah. if you're in public, why are you tongue kissing? Like just get a little peck, Jesus. <laughs> I can't wait to see somebody one up it this year. That's that's what I was looking forward to. That shit was so funny. I remember seeing that video when it came out, and oh god, that'd be so embarrassing for the kid. Oh yeah. Oh, so well, I, at least your parents like each other, you know. Yeah, true. Well, that'll uh, conclude our nail guns of the week. Well done, fellas. Let's move on to the next topic here. Um, top three bang for your buck purchases that you can make. It could be food. It could be clothing. It could be a car. It could be a house. It could be anything. It could be a pack of gum. Um, it could be, you know, coaching lessons. It could be skiing somewhere, you know, anything. So, um, and you, and we can have the same, we can have the same ones. So we can have shared lists here. Um, okay. So just to clarify, when you, when we were talking about this pre-show, when you said bang for your buck, do you mean like things that you splurge on that are worth the money? Yeah, it, I guess the, I guess it could be either or, you know, like okay. you could, sp- like, you know, I guess I'll start off. I'll, I'll start us off with um, my first one. I, I can start us off. I was going to go a nice winter jacket. That's a good bang for your buck in my eyes because it's expensive. So it looks like it's not a good bang for your buck, but a nice winter jacket, as you all know, can last almost up to a lifetime. So oh, yeah. to me, that is, that is, a hell of a bang for your buck because you can go out and buy a couple shitty jackets, but they won't last long. So if you buy a nice one and you spend the money, you're actually going to save money in the long term because you won't have to buy a new jacket type of thing. I like um, that. I like it a lot. My second one is definitely like I gave you the example in that one earlier, but it's definitely underwear. I think if you buy yourself expensive underwear, it's a good bang for your buck because they last. 10 times as long as the cheap Hanes underwear. Um, so anyone looking to get underwear, you can visit Chill Boys, um, chillboys.com. They have underwear made out of bamboo, very good stuff at a good bang for your buck. Um, and then my last one is definitely going to be uh, the Little Caesars hot and ready $5 pizza. Yeah. Um, you know, I just got a pizza from Rhombus and Deeks, you know, the past month or whatever. Nearly 30 bucks for each pizza. $5 hot and ready. Bang. I know it's not good, but it's a hell of a bang for your buck. Is it still $5? Last time I checked, it was $7.99 with inflation. <laughs> yeah, it might be $7.99, but I only I always just walk in there with a $5 bill and said I, I always thought it was $5 and ended up giving it to me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that was Cam Johnson's like that was our go-to in college. Five five dollar hot and ready. That's what we'd always get with the fucking crazy bread. Mm, that shit it's was- a hell of a bang for your buck. I mean, you can't find that much food for that price. It's a great no, deal. You cannot. Um, I guess I can build off of that one. Uh back with when the five dollar foot long was a thing. Um, that's a steal. You know, you go to Jimmy John's and Subway nowadays, it's 13 bucks for a foot long and, you know, a chip. Uh, the $5 foot long at Subway was a was a massive deal and a phenomenal deal. Um, I'm a big steak guy, love steaks. Um, 
So this is where I'm going to pay. I'm going to actually pay a little extra uh, to get the bang for my buck. Um, you know, you can yep. get a you can get a seven dollar steak or whatever um, at yeah. Cub Foods, and it's it's all right. It's you know average at best. But when you I when agree. you pay when you pay your top dollar, um, you're getting what what you pay for, and I think the money's worth it in regards to a steak. Um, so I kind of went backwards on that one, but um, again, it's it's my thoughts, so you can shut the fuck up. Um, lastly. <laughs> Lastly, I couldn't think of a third one. Like I've been trying to think. Um, so I'm only going to go with two. Unless something <laughs> yeah. pops into my head here. Well, we, can circle, we can circle back if something yeah, pops yeah. in. Yeah, hit me back in a minute or two. I got I got some pretty easy ones here. There, there's no brainers to me. And the, the number one no brainer in my mind is something you use every single day. Maybe multiple times a day if you're a lazy you know, piece of shit. But... Uh, I fall into that category a lot of weekends. A bed. I'm talking your mattress, your sheets, your pillows, the whole setup. Go top of the line with everything. You use it more than anything else in your life. You want to be comfortable. There's nothing better than getting into a bed where it's just like an oasis. So there's nothing worse than getting into a bed where you got scratchy sheets or flat pillows or like too hard or too soft. Get what works for you and enjoy it every single night. And it is well worth any amount of money that you could put your that you could what throw a, at it. Like no pick. doubt in my mind, that's, that's a, one that's far and away. That's yep. an elite pick. Well done. Um, two is, you know, not everybody's cup of tea, but for me, I enjoy my time in the kitchen. I love cooking in there. That's my kind of creative outlet. I can kind of be a little bit healthier on occasion when I, when I feel really ambitious and there's nothing worse in the kitchen than having to use a, a shit knife. So Buy some good knives that cut well, that stay sharp, that, you know, you don't have to throw away every, you know, two, three years and get a new set because it's bent or, you know, too thin to, to hold up to whatever you're doing. A good set of knives goes a long way and it makes like kitchen work, if you want to call it that. Absolutely a pleasure. It's enjoyable. I love it. And they they look good. If somebody comes over and you're cooking with For them, sure. they see a cool knife. That's something yeah. to brag about. They're going to be like, oh, shit, where'd you get that? How much was it? It's a conversation yeah. piece. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. That. It's two birds and one stone. It's a nice decoration piece, too. 100%. And then the the last one is a is a topic that's been covered on the podcast before. Something that I will never cheap out on is toilet paper. If you're buying that single ply little, you know, shit that you can see through tissue paper or sandpaper that you find in a lot of the gas stations or malls or wherever it's trying to save a buck, you can just go kick rocks and, you know, be a, a menace to society somewhere else, buy the good stuff, treat yourself. Like, I don't know what you're doing. You're living a lesser life and you're probably causing damage. You're getting poopy butthole and bleeding butthole. Don't do that to yourself. Buy the good toilet paper. That now, now on the topic of toilet paper, that was a great one, Vicha. Like that, but on just to go off that topic, I uh, just this morning actually, you know, I had myself a cup of coffee in the morning, and uh, I had to go to Lowe's. I had to go. I had to go to Lowe's to buy a, a roof rake, and I'm in Lowe's, and I'm like, oh, holy shit, I got a shit. So I ran, so I ran to the shitter, and I not, I'm not fucking kidding you. This was this this was the thinnest toilet paper I've ever used in my life. <laughs> By far, I had to, I had to pull out like a ten foot strand and fold it eight times before I could even feel comfortable touching my butthole with my fingers there. Um, so if you guys want to, if you guys want to just go check out 
the thinnest toilet paper ever made in the world. Just just find your nearest Lowe's and just pop into the bathroom there. Um, it's just incredible. I, I, it can't, I don't even know if it's like you, the, the United States of America government has to outlaw this this toilet paper. It can't be legal. Oh, we're going to the universal cell phone jack now because everybody's too frustrated with having to carry around two or three different ones of those. There should be mandated laws about quality of toilet paper. I (laughs) believe that we can't afford some human decency at all places. (laughs) Mace, did you think of any? All right. So originally, uh, when I read this question, I read it backwards, so I did it wrong. But I got ones for the right way. So... First thing, uh, I've been living by this for years now, good shampoo. I mean, ever since I switched to Aveda, I've never, ever even thought about switching again. Like, I mean, the difference, I get out of the shower and my hair feels like silk. I respect that. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to hype up Aveda, but like, get some nice shampoo, get some nice conditioner. Like, you'll notice a difference in your hair. Uh, next one, uh, I love listening to music um love watching tv but you got to have a nice speaker system if you're buying a speaker system and you get like 150 dollars sound bar with the subwoofer you're getting what you pay for and it's probably going to be shit sound and it's worth the extra money to actually get a receiver get four speakers as a subwoofer for sure um, and then the last one um I'm going with liquor. Um, oh, yeah. You know, maybe yes. in college, it was nice to drink the $13 case of Bush Light or the $8 handle of Kharkov that tastes like you could put it in your car. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, now that if you're working, you got a little money, it's worth it just for the enjoyment. So you're not just sucking down motor oil the whole night. Like, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great choice. Wow. Definitely. Yeah, I like that as well. I like that as well. You cannot be cheaping out on that liquor. You'll pay for it the next day. Um, I I don't know if that's true or not, but I do feel like if I drink Karkoff versus like a Grey Goose, I'm just way more hung if I drink Karkoff the next day. Um, I had I had one more, I guess. Just it's something I've seen so many people do, and I've been a I've I've been guilty myself. Is when you're buying a used car as a kid or um just buying a used car in general most people it's it's really tough not to buy the car that you like the look of the best you know like there's so many people out there who are just like oh this car looks cool i'm gonna get it well don't do that because you're just gonna give yourself so much headache buying a shitty car that you think looks cool you know what the best bang for your buck out there is a fucking toyota camry that thing or a Corolla, that thing will roll for 400,000 miles. You won't go to the mechanic shop once. Mechanics don't even know how to fix them because they're like, uh, it's a Toyota. What's going on? What'd you do to it? You know, because they, <laughs> they don't break. So best bang for your buck, Toyota Camry or Corolla. They're unbelievable. They'll roll forever. Great gas mileage. If you're looking to not spend so much money on your vehicle, those are the two cars you want to get. I'm going to add to this just to prove that we're not like loyal to Toyota or people don't think that we're getting paid by them. Not to say that we wouldn't <laughs> accept it if they tried, but yeah. uh, Chrysler town and country minivan life is the best life. Like, especially <laughs> in high school and college, I'm telling you 
They get decent gas mileage. You have more space than an SUV. The seats come out. Like, you can go camping in them. Minivans, as much as people shit on them, I get it. Those things are elite. They're great. How many Ford Tauruses do you guys see still driving around? (laughs) Ford Taurus, that little car. I bet you you guys see 100 a day, and because they're built like fucking brick shithouses, they'll never die. They'll never die. And all these old people still drive. I had one. I had a, uh, a well, a version of it, uh, the Mercury Sable. Um, but these cars just don't die. They just don't. Right. They're, built, they're built for longevity, uh, 250,000 miles or more. Uh, I mean, you, you just can't beat a nice used car. No, you can't. So, you know, make and, and I'm I'm all in on the minivan game. That's another reason why people don't drive them because they look dumb, you know, right? Yeah. They kind of look soft. That's just the culture. But yeah, those things are unbelievable. You ever you ever hop in a minivan? You're like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. There's so much space in here. Tons of space. In Uber. In Uber. Yeah. Every time I hop into a van, an Uber van, it's just like, oh, this is incredible. This I can is unreal. Take my feet yeah. out. I'm not stretched <laughs> yeah. in with four other dudes. It's fantastic. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, I get it's a whole different class, but all of these, like, Hollywood elitists and athletes and everything, they're rolling up to the stadiums or to their events in, like, sprinter vans. Like, it's a much larger van, I get it, but it's still a van, and they're using that because it's so spacious. It's just your luxury is what it is. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, 100%. I like that. Uh, Those are some good bangs for your buck there. Let's move on to the next one. We are going to go snake draft on this one, and this one's going to be their, your top three sports analysis experts or announcers. It could be any of them. Um, snake draft. Let's let's start with Mace. Go to Olsen, Veach, and then we'll go that way. All right. Number one, Paul Allen. Nice. Not doubt in my mind. Homer, Homer pick, but good call. Mm-hmm. Paul Allen hates me. I still don't know why. I called my celebration a disgrace to Minnesota high school <laughs> hockey, but <laughs> um, I'm going Doc Emmerich. You son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Otto. I was hoping I was one or two. I was hoping I was one or two. That's, um, that's a great pick. God. I'm going to go with Al Michaels. I think everything he does, specifically football, but everything that he does is is really well done. And just professional, and you know what you're getting every single time. Yep, consistent. Yep, that's a, that's also a good call. I'm going to go with the new guy on the scene, kind of Pat McAfee. Nice. I think he's. Uh, I don't know. I I I, th- I just think he's dialed in and always interesting to listen to. I think he's on the up and up. He'll 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 put in a real good career doing what he's doing right now. I think. And then uh, my and then my second one. Um, my second one, I'm going to go with Paul Bissonette, another new one. Nice. Wow. I love watching him on TNT, his questions that he asks guys, his antics. It's just hilarious. It, uh, it's, I, I've, I just think it's so much better than what the NHL was doing before, so I got to give it up to Biz. I, I don't disagree. I love what he brings to, uh, to the, the set on TNT there. Um, I have no qualms with that. I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. I got to go Jim Nance. I have to go with the guy with the most recognizable voice for the biggest golf event of the year. Like it's just relaxing, falling asleep to that. Just classic. Fantastic choice. Um, 
I'm going to go with a, a different one here, NFL, uh, Greg Olson. Um, I used to be on the Tony Romo train, but that guy just kind of annoys me now. Uh, Greg Olson just has a very calm demeanor. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He's got a ton of experience, and I just like listening to him. Good call. All right. So I get both mine, two and three. Yeah. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Kevin Weeks. I don't know if that counts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, that I definitely mean, counts. He made, like, all that trade deadline shit, like, exciting. Like, I'd, I'd yeah. see a new video from Kevin Weeks, and I'd watch it. I don't even care what team it was for or if it was some fifth rounder just- that – He's just got a video of himself in like a target checking out, like we're just popped. Like he's yeah. in target checking out. He's like, and then they interviewed him on chicklets and they're like, what, what's up with that? He's like, well, you know, you got to get out there first. Like it doesn't matter where you are. If it pops up, you got to release it. Just like that biz thing. Like I like that non-serious kind of stuff. So I, I like seeing him. Yeah. But uh, number three, I'm going to go with Leia Hextall. Uh, she knows the game well, knows what she's talking about. Um, and yeah. I like it. Um, can I go with a with a pair here? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go last. I'll go last in case somebody has one of the two. Um, I, I have both. I have both of them on my list. I know what you're going with. I know no, where you're going. We'll have Beach go and then you go. I have another one too. Uh, you're going to let me go out of turn. I know who Gage thinks that you are going to take, and I'm going to take one of them right now. I think Charles Barkley makes the NBA on TNT. Yep. Exciting. I was going to do Charles and Shaq. Those two together are fucking hilarious. They're oh, I don't even like basketball, but it's so yeah. fun to watch. Yes, Charles and Shaq for sure. I, I am not a huge NBA fan by any means, and I know Gage is. Gage watches the NBA, especially the finals and the playoffs and that stuff. Um their antics together is just hysterical. When they get in a battle, it's the funniest shit on earth. So I'm glad he said them. Yeah, they're, they're the best. I think they're the most entertaining to watch right now, for sure. For sure. Um, okay, I'll go with my last one. I was going to mention that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to Grand Forks legend. He's not only good. At, he wasn't only good at his job. He also has one of the best names in sports, Pat Sweeney. Um, used to work for WDAZ here, used to cover all the North Dakota games, um, all the all the high school games. But growing up, he, he just had the funniest name, you know, when you're in second grade and you think weenie is a funny word, you know, everyone's calling him Pat's weenie. <laughs> <laughs> like Dan so, Hammered. Yeah, yeah. We'll shout Dan Hammer out there as well. Unbelievable name. Um, well done by those guys. And then just to – just to throw an oddball out there, if I was to have a fourth pick, I would pick Skip Bayless just because his takes are so dumb. It's so fun to watch. Like, how dumb he is out there and what he says. It's like, it's entertaining. I mean, it is. It's like Colin Coward. Remember we used to watch The, the Herd freaking yeah. every day at the rink? We used to watch that goddamn show. And he had some outrageous takes as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, somebody who has – a loud personality and some outrageous takes, but is just a little more dialed back. Stephen A. Smith, like he's a yeah. personality that's just interesting to watch. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. You could go down. You could go down a rabbit hole. I want to do. Uh, who's who's the worst announcer? Who do you dislike the most? Oh, 
Well, my joke flopped on the first one, so that was my <laughs> worst announcer. I thought you were being I thought you were being serious. I was like, <laughs> she isn't. I actually don't think she's like bad. I just think like she got thrown into a situation like yeah. I wouldn't want to be thrown into the Stanley Cup Finals like I. You know, yeah. she doesn't have enough experience. I thought they kind of threw her under the bus there, but my yeah, my mom. Like, go ahead, Mace. Oh, I was just gonna say I was just joking around, but my actual least favorite is Pierre Maguire. I fucking oh no, that's not. <laughs> <Pierre Maguire laughs> he's Maguire. the fucking worst. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I had to fucking mute the TV. Dude sucks. <laughs> oh, um, but my mom actually brought it up uh, about the female announcer in the NHL, and it's nothing. She said it's nothing against females or anything like that it's just it's just a totally different avenue that hasn't been experienced yet and so yeah. it's it seems off and even from my mom's perspective who's obviously a woman um she she brought that up and and truthfully I don't watch a ton of NHL games I'm not a, I'm not a huge like NHL fanatic I'm not ever since I've been done with hockey I kind of distance myself from it because yeah. I know I miss it like crazy me as well um but I've I've heard a, a caller too, and it's and it's not, it is it isn't horrible. It's just a different it's a different scenario that people aren't used to, and it just it's going to take some time and obviously some more experience from her. Yeah, for sure. It is change is tough for everyone. Everyone at the start hates change. Like even if it's a good change, everyone's like, "What the fuck is this? Like this sucks." And then it's just like a there's just like the iPhone, you know used to have that home button right the, right in the bottom and when they took it away I'm like fucking apple I'm done with you this is a piece of shit I need I need the home button and now if I had a home button on my screen I'd be like fucking apple take this home button out of here <laughs> but I'm I'm glad we all agree that Pierre Maguire is the worst. Oh yeah. Oh, no doubt yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I, I was thinking about God what's that guy's name who interviewed Floyd Mayweather um, after he beat Ortiz or Cruz or something, and <laughs> Floyd's like, I think HBO should fire your ass. You don't know shit about boxing. He's like, he's like, I, he almost made the nail go of the week. He's like, oh, yeah, well, if I was 50 years younger, I'd kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> right in the ring to maybe the best boxer to ever live. That's pound for pound, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I got one that's just like, I just don't understand the bit. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm glad to hear that he's doing better. He's had some health scares lately, and I don't mean to disrespect the guy. He's obviously done some great things. But, again, I don't get the bit. Dick Vitale, I just yeah. have never understood it. Don't get it. It's uh, it, that's a That's a knowledge bomb. But my mom is a huge basketball person, Hall, Hall of Fame at UMD. Mm. Uh, you know, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> she's, she's a huge basketball person, but she said the same thing. You know, there's, he's obviously very knowledgeable, but the, the presentation of the words yeah. and it's, it is, it's, it's different. Not, yes. I'm, I'm not saying either, but, yeah. but how do you, but how do you knock a guy that's extremely knowledgeable and that's better right. not, you know, it's, but I, I completely understand what you're saying, and so does my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, it's like sometimes like some guys are kind of just around because they've been around for so long, and everyone kind of likes them. But they're just like, 
What is this guy do, fucking doing? Oh, boy. Already? 17-7? Not even the end of the first quarter. Jeez. Trevor, I told you when I placed that bet. Your, your bet was safe. As soon as I hit that submit button. Thank you, Vici. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. I told you. It's a trap. Well, I mean, TCU's got seven points. That's true. There's still some time. Well, um, and, and Georgia started with the ball. Okay. Well, we'll move on to the last the last discussion here before we, we get into uh, Ray Bryce's interview. Um, and this last one's going to be the tip of the day, how to keep a routine. Does anyone um, – I guess I'll start us off. Now, I think keeping a routine is really hard. And when you when you when you look at the end goal of the routine, like okay, I want to be, you know, I want to be stronger, I want to be healthier, I want to do this. It seems like it's really hard. So, in order to keep that routine, my tip would be, you know, baby steps. You know, like maybe not do the whole routine right away. Like, oh, I want to wake up in the morning, I want to work out, I want to take a cold shower, I want to brew my coffee, and then I want to get to work. And I want to, you know, do something at lunch. Like when you think of that as a whole, it's like, God, that sounds impossible. So maybe start out, you know, just wake up early and, you know, take a cold shower. And then after that, wake up early, take a cold shower and work out. And then after that, you know, add the coffee in, you know, step by step. Don't just dive all in, you know, take it step by step. It'll be easier for you to get there. Well, I, I, I can just, um, piggyback off that because to be very truthful, I wasn't, um, I didn't have a good routine in college and in pro. And when I played hockey, um, I just kind of went at it day by day and I I was lazy. And, um, and, and when I was done with hockey, COVID happened and I didn't really have a lot going on. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to jump in and, and try and build this routine. And I did it. And I jumped all in feet first and I went hard for three weeks and then I got worn out and I was, and I was done. And I do that consistently. And it's hard for me to get past that edge of, and I'm a very habit forming person. So um, there are times where I go for, for weeks on end and it's, and it's really good. But then there are times where um, I'll take one day off. And then all of a sudden those compound into more days and more bad habits. And, and so I think for me, it's don't be so hard on yourself when you do take those days off, but just be consistent with what you were doing before that, that, that day happened, but you can get back into your routine. You know, you can't, you don't have to say, Oh, it's all, it's all done. It's not over. Yeah. It's not over. If if you miss a day, if you take a step back and if you have one off meal or one off day, or, you know, you work out one day um, and eat healthy, you know, you just have to find a pattern that you enjoy doing. And the more you enjoy doing it, and then the more you do it and do it and do it, then it becomes a routine. For sure. Yeah. um, I mean, for me, and this is just something I've been doing lately is, pick the hardest thing you have to do that day and do it first thing in the morning, whether it's working out, you have to get up early before work to make sure you actually go there and do it. And you know, you're not making the excuse at the end of the day or you're running late at work or whatever, 
do it first thing in the morning. If you've got, you know, a big presentation or something that you need to get together for the next day, block out time in the morning so that you can get it done and not have to have that anxiety or whatever just looming over you all day long. Once you're done with it, you feel like you, you know, did something with your life and you're capable of doing a lot more, especially if the rest of the things on your list are so much smaller, you can get it done earlier. So if you want to be productive and just get into the habit of, you know, getting more done, I would say do as much as you can earlier in the morning. And that doesn't mean you have to do it first thing you do when you get out of bed, you know, jump on your computer and, you know, start tapping away at whatever you got going on, but make sure you don't push it off to the end of the day, get it done as soon as you can. Yeah. That's a good, that's, that's a good tip. I'm going to actually try to try to implement that into my life. For me, um, <clears throat> to be completely honest, uh, I've been really struggling with keeping a routine ever since I got out of college. It's been really tough. One of the things that I've seen that helps me when like I can't keep my routine is to get my room clean. Cause 90% of the time, if I'm struggling to keep my room clean or starting with keeping a routine, it's just because I'm always worried about a ton of other shit. If your room's clean, then you can just be dialed in 100 like get your shit done. 100%. To, yep. to build off that, um, you know, you go, you, you scroll through Instagram and, and TikTok and, and you see some of these inspirational videos and you see, you know, these people that have you know, a lot of followers and are successful from what you see on their social media. One of the first things that they do when they wake up in the morning is make their bed because you've, you've accomplished something. You've, you've done the first thing of your day and it's making your bed. It's the simplest thing in the world, but you can look back and say, okay, I accomplished this. Let's move on to the next thing. Yep. The old, the old military rule. It's a, it's a hell of a rule. It does. It helps your day. You know, you make your bed in the morning It it, it feels good getting into a made bed at night. It feels good in the morning. Um, just those little advantages you can find yourself in life or, or what separates you and, and what can make you happier. And, and I'm, and by no means am I saying I make my bed. Um, but that's where exactly where I, I would start. Um, you know, if I was trying to get into a much healthier routine than I am now, as, as with Mace, I got a lot of shit going on with life and it's, it's tough sometimes, but it's okay. It's okay to bounce out of your routine. Um, but it just takes yeah. one one day, one step at a time, doing one thing at a time to get yourself back into it. Yeah, and that's kind of why I wanted to mention the routine thing, just because I think for anyone, a, a good routine is, is a healthy thing to have. And I think it's something that's hard to keep up. And, and But it's something essential to, to being happy in life, you know, like, if you got a good routine going, odds are you're probably going to be a little more organized. You're going to be able to find stuff. You know, I was just, I was just, you know, I was just furious before this episode because my webcam wouldn't work. And I'm like, you know what, if I would have just had a routine and like checked it a little bit beforehand, like it wouldn't be scrambling or like, you know, if you know where stuff is, um, you don't have to look for it. You already know where it is. You know, it just helps you out in life. And routines can really help you be organized as well in life because it's just, you know, keeps the brain focused on your, your routine and not, because when you're thinking about so many different things, I mean, you're, you lose track of some things pretty easily. So, yeah. well, those, uh, those good, those good stuff. That was good start to the episode. Now uh, I'd like to welcome on a special guest from Michigan tech, Ray Bryce. Um, I think you guys will like this episode, this this interview. He's a good good dude, and uh, 
We're excited to have him on. And now I'd like to welcome on our guest, Ray Bryce from Houghton, Michigan. Grew up in Houghton, captain of the high school team there. Grows up to play for the Michigan Tech Huskies. Ends up being captain for that team as well. Hometown hero like myself, probably a legend. I know I am. Thanks for coming on, Ray. Really appreciate having you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so, Ray, we when we when we interview guys, we basically just kind of ask them, you know, how they came across hockey. You know, did were you playing other sports when you were growing up, um, or was hockey kind of always it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, my parents, no one in my immediate family really played hockey. Uh, grandparents didn't play hockey, nothing like that. Uh, my dad is a huge fisherman, and uh, he bought me a pair of ice skates. And when he'd go ice fishing, I'd just put on the skates and kind of learn to skate on the lake. And um, actually, I was fortunate enough when my parents were, when I was two, my parents moved uh, from Hancock, which is right across from Houghton, into Houghton. And they happened to buy a house right next to an outdoor rink and uh, took me there a couple of times when I was young. I kind of remember that and, um, you know, kind of learned to skate there yeah. and, and on the lake, like I said. And uh, they signed me up for hockey and, and, you know, fortunate they did that and uh, yeah. played youth hockey sure. in Houghton and whatnot. So I'm sure, I'm sure you were pumped about that. I'm sure they were pumped at the time. Their probably their wallet probably wasn't pumped that you chose hockey, but uh... yeah. And my parents don't come from, you know, I don't come from a ton. So I know that they afforded a ton of, uh, you know, opportunity for me and, and gave up a ton for me to be able to play the game, which is unbelievable. And I'll forever be thankful for them. For sure. What were, what were those uh, conversations growing up? Like, you know, my, my dad was super into hockey, obviously Minnesota's a, a hockey fucking whatever. Uh, you know, we had conversations stuff like that. Like, what were your conversations with your parents, you know, as you're skating, as you're learning hockey, you know, as a yeah, I, simple stuff. Yes. Yeah, so just have fun. I think like they didn't really know the game. I still don't. My mom trying to tell me to shoot the puck more and stuff like that. I'm like, mom, you've no idea what you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> And my dad, my dad just, you know, he's not a huge sports guy even. So he would always have his big cup of uh, holiday water or whatever and sit on the glass and just watch. Well, that was kind of fun. That's all he would say, <laughs> oh, yeah. really. So he's like, as long as they you have fun or whatever. And uh, they were pretty good about it and pretty laid back, which was awesome for me. Honestly, you might have the best story we've had of how you started out. Dad's ice fishing. You just didn't want to sit in the tent and fucking just skate around the ice. Yeah, it's I, unbelievable. I remember he used to just like shoot a puck and I would pretty much be like a dog and just go get it. And I'd come back a couple minutes later and do the same thing. Step out of the tent, tent <laughs> take a stick and rip a puck down the ice. So. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, so, Ray, when you're growing up now, obviously you're playing professional hockey right now. Um, you know, at what point in your youth did you kind of realize, like, hey, I'm pretty good at hockey. I might stick with this and, and try to go further with this. Yeah, no, I didn't know a ton about, like, the recruitment process, nothing like that. And, you know, in high school, and I played high school hockey. Um, my sophomore year, I went to attend, like, a, it was like a develop – the USA Hockey puts on those uh, prospect camps yeah. to go to Buffalo or whatever. And um, I got recruited by a couple of schools at the one uh, – I was talking to a couple of schools after my sophomore year. and uh Detroit I I never ended up making it to Buffalo and um ended up you know like well maybe there is something there and you yeah. know I ended up Michigan Tech was one of the schools and fortunate enough to end up committing to go there actually you know a couple of years later but uh that's kind of when I realized you know maybe there's something that's you know this could be something and and obviously uh kind of worked out so very happy about that did, did you always 
you know, when you're growing up, like, was it like, cause you're in Houghton. So like, do people grow up in Houghton being like, fuck, I want to play for the Huskies or is it not really like that? Yeah. When I was growing up, they were awful. Um, you know, I, I remember fans would go and watch other teams play. And like when North Dakota came to town is, you know, I grew up kind of watching Oshie and those guys come to, yeah. you know, come to town and Wisconsin was in the WCHA back then. And they had some big time players. And I remember fans would be pumped up about that. And they, they never really had a winning record. And then like when Mel came in, in like 2010 or 11, it kind of turned the program around and now it's, you know, really something they built something special there, which is awesome. Um, you yeah. know, but obviously you're in your hometown and you think about, I still remember going to events that the team put on, you know, open houses and stuff like that and, and wanted to be a part of that. So uh, definitely it was in the back of my mind. I think every kid's dream is to play for their hometown. Right. And, and growing up watching that sure. as a kid playing mini sticks at their games and stuff like that. So definitely so you think you think the coach was a big thing do you think the split of uh tech leaving uh the wcha do you think that helped at all yeah that that definitely helped you know i think the university paid a ton of money to 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 bring mel in and um you know he he's a real good recruiter i think he brought in a lot of different faces and obviously a good coaching staff with him too i think that helped a ton and and like you said that split is a big thing as well um, just kind of helped turn the program around. He, they put a ton of money, Jumbotron, suites, all kinds of stuff, um, facilities, you know, just trying to keep, you know, pick the university up and, and make hockey a priority there. Yeah, so, like, what do people in Houghton kind of look forward to? Is it the hockey team or is it, like, skiing, probably outdoor shit? Cause yeah, a lot of people like, you know, snowmobile, and, but hockey is pretty big there. I'd say that's definitely the primary sport. Like I said, snowmobiling, there's a ski hill there. Um, you know, there's a ton of snow. So if you can find stuff to do, out, stuff to do outside, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, you're, if you, if you don't like being in the snow, you're not going to like it there because it's snowing, <laughs> like, seems like 10 months a year there. So, and then yeah, the other two months yeah. are construction season. So yeah, it's pr- pretty much the same for Grand Forks there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just cold. Yeah. And, but yeah, I would say hockey, you know, the community looks forward, especially if the team's having success, it's, you know, the, the building's full every night and, you know, they're excited yeah. about the team and, and the community really supports the team there, which is awesome. And the university, I don't, you know, the town would be nothing if the university wasn't there. It's definitely the biggest employer in town and whatnot. So. For sure. So, you know, obviously after high school, you know, how did you make that decision as well? Cause I know people in Michigan, the, the players there, a lot of the guys from Michigan, they played AAA, but you played high school. Was there was there another option for you being up in the UP, or is it just pretty much only high school hockey up? There? Yeah, there's there's really only uh, you know, when I was a freshman, there was a AAA program in town, and ended up folding. Um, and there was one two hours away as well, um, Marquette Electricians that lasted a little bit longer. Um, but really, there is only high school hockey, and you know, if I wanted to go away and play AAA, my parents uh, honestly probably couldn't afford it, and it, it cost them a ton of money, and I have to move. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Houghton's probably eight hours from Detroit, eight and a half hours. So it'd uh, be a pretty far move for me, you know, being 15, 16. So that was, that was the only option. High school's free. Um, and there's a ton of opportunity there, which is great. And, you know, with ice time and, and whatnot. Uh, and, and Houghton has a really good coach and, and he's done a good job there too, as well, which is, which is awesome. You know, sometimes you don't know what you're getting out of a high school coach and, and he's done a good job. So uh, I was thankful to have him there and, and whatnot. That's probably one of the reasons why you've played D1. You know, I think when I look back on um, so many guys I know, it's like, and I look back on some of the towns in in Minnesota that shouldn't be good at hockey but are, 
it's all coaching. Like if you get screwed with the bad, bad coaches growing up, you, you have no chance. It's, it's, yeah. And I was, I was lucky actually some still some of my best friends that I played youth hockey with, you know, I still talk to every day. Their parents played at Michigan tech. Um, you know, three, three coaches, they all played at Michigan tech and, and were able to coach us up through youth hockey, which is awesome for us. You know, sometimes same thing with youth hockey, you know, you got a guy out there in jeans ripping the puck around. has no idea what he's talking about, but uh, <laughs> we were, we were pretty fortunate. Uh, th- those guys were all really good players and, and, you know, fortunate enough to have their sons on my team and, and play with yeah. them growing up. So that's so good. Fucking jeans coaching a practice. It's unbelievable. I spoke at a couple yeah. USA hockey seminars up there. <laughs> you just sometimes see that. You're like, Oh gosh, this guy's like trying to wear shorts on the ice. What's going on here? <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Some fucking blue jeans on the ice for practice. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, well, so Ray, um, it looks like, did you graduate from Houghton or did you leave early to play in the NHL in, in Sault Ste. Marie? No, I, I graduated from Houghton and then my senior year, I tendered the Null and uh, I actually went to a couple USHL camps, made the all-star game. And then, uh, obviously didn't make it. So went to the Sioux and, and then our team actually got sold um, after my first year to the Titans in New Jersey and, and went with the team and, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get a commitment my last year there. So. How was, how was that, you know, obviously, you know, you spent your whole life in Michigan, you go to Sioux St. Marie, it's still in Michigan, feels normal. And then all of a sudden you're heading off to New Jersey. I mean, that's gotta be quite a bit of a culture shock. Like Jersey's fucking different from Michigan like Michigan's very similar to Minnesota it's very low-key but you get to Jersey I mean you're dealing with the Sopranos fucking oh uh, yeah you're dealing with and everyone's Jersey an Shore, asshole there too right yeah, yeah. yeah like you're driving you're always getting a bird on the road it, it, so it's definitely like a, a different lifestyle I actually did like it out there thankfully I was still my best friend uh from junior you know I talked to him today too he, he was my roommate my first year he ended up coming his, my second year as well too and we ended up living nice. together my second year. So that helped a lot. And we had oh, good family and, and whatnot. But, yeah, it was definitely a culture shock. I, I think my car was definitely the rustiest car in probably New Jersey. I drove a $1,000 beater with a heater out there. And, <laughs> and uh, I definitely yeah. stuck out like a sore thumb. But it was good. I, I like Jersey, actually. And, you know, it was kind of by New York yeah. City when we got the opportunity that's, to go in the city and whatnot. So That's pretty cool. Um, did you, did, what was the living situation like there? Were you living in a billet with a couple other guys or yourself? Yeah, it was just me and my roommate or whatever in a billet and he had the whole basement and, uh, we had a ton of fun after I'd committed before him and then he, he ended up committing to Wisconsin. I think that last four months was probably some of the most fun time I've ever had in my life. And, and oh yeah, you know, you, you just dial yeah. up the commitment it, and then it's just yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to get to those fucking college rippers. Yeah. No, we had a lot of fun there. We actually had a, so the guys out there, um, they put like eight of them in a house with no billets right on the beach um, because there was a wow. shortage of billets when the team moved. It was unbelievable. Like guys were always over there and whatnot, um, having a good time. But yeah, there's juniors with no billet. (laughs) Where the fuck was that? Insane. Yeah. (laughs) Give me to New Jersey, (laughs) Belmar, New Jersey. These guys lived. It was literally you could like get to the beach in three minutes, a three minute walk. But yeah, that was a good time, and and we had we actually had a really good group there and and whatnot. So I had we made the most of you know living in the city or whatever and. Sometimes we'd even take the train, you know, New York City, 
it was like an yeah. hour train ride or whatever and, and spend the day in the city which was pretty cool and yeah it was actually it, it was a blast oh sorry fellas or the roadies like up in, in New Jersey, like which teams are there still teams out there in the NHL? Like you had yeah, to have so there's a, a that East Division's actually expanded a lot. Um they when I played there was four teams, so we played each team sixteen times. You think I hated the Wilkesbury Knights, you're not kidding. Uh, you know, I could <laughs> probably still hate every guy in that roster, you know. It was uh <laughs> and then and then you play a couple out of division games, but um, the travel was actually super simple that year. I think our longest trip was to Wilkes-Barre. Uh, it was like five hours. And then, um, you know, there's Johnstown, which is actually a really fun place to play at. Um, Aston Rebels, yeah. which pretty much played out of uh, community rank. I don't know if you guys – Joe Coombs was there. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that name. And then um, i trying to think of the last team here. Yeah, Wilkes, us – Aston I just can't believe Johnstown. 16 16 times in a season. That's like you're just asking for a murder. Yeah, yeah. Like, I actually I got suspended in the midst. We played Wilkes. Uh, it was like six in a row, five in a row, something like that. And I got suspended in game three because somebody called me a pussy and I just went AWOL on them and lost my <laughs> mind because I just hated those guys so much. I speared them pretty hard and got a five-game <laughs> suspy. So <laughs> love that. Love when love, uh, man. I have a switch too, and when it comes out, it's just fucking go time. Yeah, I I think like four guys tackled me in the pile there. <laughs> <laughs> it's better when four guys tackle you. It's, yeah. it's it's better like when a bunch of guys grab you than just the biggest guy in the right, ice. Right, because then like, you can just go. turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's actually it's awesome. it was a fun division. I remember one time we were out there. I think we we were playing Wilkes again. It was like in this. Well, obviously you could guess any team that you're playing and you're probably going to get it right because there's only three other teams but um so we play them and we i think we win two one but we kind of played like shit we kind of had a, our coach was a little bit he'd go nuts for sure and and uh we get up guys are screwing around on the bus and it's like a, a what a, like five hour bus ride or whatever i don't remember what yeah. exactly it was anyways so we get up and he's like all right five fucking minutes to be on the fucking ice Jersey's inside out. So no one had time to go no to the bathroom or anything. Play. We played the whole the whole game. So we used 60 minutes. We're out there bagging. We did like around the world. We did like forwards on one end, D on the other. And you're just skating. There's trash cans on the ice. One of our assistants was wearing sandals. He didn't think it'd be long. His feet, he thinks he got frostbite on his feet because he's standing on the ice so long <laughs> in center ice. But I remember a guy, a guy shit himself. A guy puked and a guy peed because we didn't have time to go to the bathroom after getting off the bus or anything like that. <laughs> but and I just remember himself. me and my roommate like we're like, all right, we're going straight to McDonald's. I we probably spent fifty bucks at McDonald's between oh, the two yeah. of us and just loaded up. Like that was by imagine, far the worst bag skate I've ever had. Can you imagine finishing a bag skate with a big dump in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that guy getting off the ice and he's like, Are you kidding me? I got shit in my pants and I'm still skating. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, just don't even come in the room. Go get undressed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Band, buddy. yeah. But oh, no, that was, that was a, actually an awesome year. Another great story. So we're down in the playoffs two nothing to Johnstown. And like, we we're, we we're two seed. They were three and we're supposed to beat these guys. We, we had the hand on them all year. Well, our bussy decides like he's going to go to the beer garden and, <laughs> Like we, so we go to Johnstown 
and we're on the road. So if we lose, we're done. Well, this guy decides to go to the beer garden warmups. Well, he starts gassing beers or whatever. He's drinking during the game. Next thing you know, they score 14 seconds left to win it. We get done. We're like, ah, let's get home. Like, fuck this. This sucks. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this guy goes, I'm drunk. I can't drive the bus. <laughs> we got fans like, we got fans like coming up like, hey, we can tailgate home. Like, make sure you guys are good. And my coach is like, are you ridiculous? If this guy goes out the road and kills with these guys, like, what what do you think is going to happen? This is ridiculous. So we end up staying another night there. And I just remember our coach was so pissed at the bus. He's like, what do you think you're drinking beers in the garden? Like, what, what's going on here? This guy had six. I remember going out on warm-ups, and he was drinking the tall Miller Golden High Legs or whatever, and he said he had six during the game. So this guy was smashed. <laughs> I actually went and visited there. I was like, hey, is Bobby still on? That was a bus driver's name. And they're like, no, he's long gone. I was like, yeah, it's probably his last last little stint with the team when uh, he had a couple too many pops in the garden as a bus driver. <laughs> At least my bus, he still got us home in Utah. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I had the same, Ray, I had the same story. Uh, we're playing in Idaho. I was playing for Salt Lake City and playing in Idaho is like a four hour drive home. And uh, we look up, we look up in the stands, me and my buddy, and we see our bus driver just gas and beers. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, that guy's driving <laughs> us home tonight. <laughs> Man, bus drivers are main characters. They don't give a fuck about yeah. anybody but themselves. They just get oh, the bus yeah. there and then they do whatever the hell they want. Well, when I was in the Sioux, like we played in, uh, we played in Springy. Uh, one, yeah. one, like get back from break. It's like the start of January or whatever. And we get on the bus and there's no heat. So like, we're like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's like playing in Sioux, same rate. It's like 10 degrees outside, whatever. These guys think that they're going to get a generator, put it in one of the luggage bays, drill a hole through the luggage bays with an exhaust vent, and then run a cord from the generator up through the bottom of the bus. So they're drilling holes in the bus, whatever, and going to run this outlet to space heaters. (laughs) We're driving down the road, and this our coach stands up. He's like, fuck this. Turn the bus around. I've had enough of this. We're like quarter mile down the road. I like sit up in my seat. There's like a haze from the generator exhaust coming up in the bus. <laughs> so we turn the bus around. It's a Thursday. We play Friday, Saturday, or whatever the series is. And um, so we end up leaving the day off. We get a new charter bus, whatever. And uh, so we're run, like running behind because it's a nine-hour trip from Sioux to Springfield, Illinois, whatever. And uh, we stop at KFC and Long John Silver's for pregame at like 3 o'clock. We end up going to Spring and sweeping these guys. Like I'm sorry, no idea how that happened. And KFC, but like, <laughs> KFC, Long John yeah. Oh, it was. They're like, yeah, we'll just pull in right here. The guys are like, yeah, sure, this sounds great, right? Like, holy fuck, you're kidding me! Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't believe. You know, I've always said, you know, who are the fucking psychos keeping Long John Silver alive? Yeah, you know, like, in all teams, probably. <laughs> they probably have that catered in still for pregame. <laughs> no, but okay. yeah. Ton of um, fun, like, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so, those stories. So, Ray, when you're when you're playing in the NA, you know, how many guys on the team actually went on to play D1, like yourself? You know, was that? Yeah, I think was there that... was, my last year, there were six of us. Um, okay. 
both goalies were committed um, to Wisconsin and Michigan State. Myself, uh, we had a, another guy go to RIT, a guy go to Clarkson, and then I want to say there's one more. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. No, we had, a, we had a good team, and we had a guy from the dub that was pretty good. We actually had some other guys that weren't, like, great uh, great skaters, but really skilled. They just couldn't probably keep up in D1, honestly, and, and went on to yeah. become pretty good D3 players, honestly. Uh, so we had a good team, and, and you know, we kind of – we came out of the gates. I remember that second year, like, we were so good. We won the showcase, and we thought we were, you know, going to do pretty well, and we kind of just had a hiccup the second half of the year, but – we, we did have a good team there, and, and uh, you know, it was a fun group of guys, too. And you, you said you, you committed that your second year? Yeah. Yeah, my second year. So I was actually um, – my coach brings me in one day. He's like, hey, we're like – Des Moines called, and they wanted to trade for you in the USHL. And I was like, yeah, okay. He's like, you need to think on it, whatever. And I'd been talking to a couple of schools, and I called them, and – uh, I ended up calling Tech, and they're like, well, we have a spot for you. You know, we want you to come here, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's, you know, I kind of – that's in a roundabout way. I was like, well, yeah, I, I want to be there too. And I ended up kind of committing there uh, within in that conversation. So, Oh, nice. Uh, kind of just came up. You know, I wasn't really expecting them to say that or whatever. Just kind of happened that way. So um, – and I ended up officially committing like two weeks later or whatever. So, so uh, you, you, you come back home, you come back home, you get onto campus. What's, you know, what's going through your head, you know? You... Yeah. It's just, you know, I obviously thinking hockey, 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 right. And, um, you know, 20 year old freshman, I was still, I lived at home all four years, which is pretty cool. And, um, you know, I was thankful for my parents and my mom always made sure I had meals cooked and she would do my laundry and stuff like that, which is pretty sick. <laughs> That's uh, unreal. But yeah. So, um, you know, I was, the campus is, you know, it, it's what you expect out of an engineering campus. It's a little bit smaller. Um, you know, I, I did enjoy my time there and, and I studied civil engineering. I thought like the professors were, were unbelievable there and, and whatnot. Um, you know, I actually really, really liked the, the school itself as well. So, which was awesome. Yeah, that's a really good school up there. Like, uh, yeah, I can imagine, you know, when you go to Michigan Tech, I know it's a really good school. Like, it's got to be, you know, some guys are kind of there to go to school um, versus, you know, you got a NODAC where we played, obviously, and no one's going there for school because the school sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, but you guys, I, fuck, that's, that setup is sick there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. You know, it is you, nice. You know, you go on your visit and whatever, and it's like, holy shit, this is unreal. And then you get there in that first weekend, it's like, holy fuck, this is real. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I remember – and I actually, like, my freshman year, I, I like – so the, the coaching staff kind of requires the guys to be there for track A, uh, which is, like, the first half of the summer semesters or whatever. So I actually was able to work out, and I was there, you know, from May on, really. So it was cool for me to just, like, get to know the guys and hang out with them throughout the summer. And guys stay up there all summer because the summers are the best part – about Houghton, so yeah. yeah that was that was actually awesome for me that they did that they allowed me to do that and that i think that helped me a lot too just you know with my strength base and whatnot and, and just getting to be around the guys um, so that do a was lot nice. of guys do a lot of guys stick around there for summers being being a, yeah so there was always time. like there was always the same crew because they stayed around for one summer and they're like oh my god that was so much fun like i want to do that again so uh it, you know it, it seemed like the guys with girlfriends and whatnot like went back home 
Um, but like yeah. the single guys, it, it seemed like stayed up for track B and, and honestly, track B was so much fun. It was a little bit more laid back. We all worked hockey camp. They have a pretty big hockey camp there actually yeah. uh, in the month of July. And it, it was, uh, yeah, that, those, those summers were unbelievable. Um, and like I said, you get the same guys coming back and, and whatnot. Um, for sure. It, want to be up there for the summer, which is cool. So, well, so nice for me. So I'm not, not just hanging out by myself, you know? Yeah, for sure. I was just going to say, so what's like, what's the day in life? So North Dakota, we had uh, classes in the mornings and then we had um, practice kind of midday and then you could have night classes or whatever. Like what, what was kind of your schedule? Was it the same all four years? Did it switch? Yeah, it was, it was pretty similar. Um, so it's, you kind of Monday and Wednesday, we kind of do, you know, like a, weight group or whatever in the morning so you'd have your groups or whatever depending on class time you're in there for 30 minutes i'm sure you guys are familiar with that stuff um and then we practice at 3 30 um so you can have practice some guys actually had class until 3 20 or whatever and we go on 10 minutes later and then you can have class from 5 30 on um so really you just couldn't have classes from 4 to 5 or 3 30 to 5 whatever yeah. depending on the day um but yeah probably pretty similar to you guys and, and what most schools do. Honestly, I'd prefer a little bit earlier, like 11 o'clock would have been sick. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're kind of done and then you can focus on your studies because you get out of the rank. Sometimes it's six, seven, seven o'clock almost. And you're like, shit. I still yeah, you last, yeah. Last thing you want to do is fucking homework or something. Yeah. Or something. And you're gas and bagger practice on a Tuesday or whatever. Almost, do you remember what time we were on for practice? It's changed a couple of years, didn't it? Because the coaches were like, you know what? We used to practice at this time in 20, in 2010. And we scored, you know, 4.6 goals per game. So we yeah. didn't bring it back that time you know like they're getting so all into it yeah. I, I remember the the last uh the last couple of years we were um i i truthfully don't remember freshman year what time we practiced that but the last couple of years it was like after lunch because they'd have lunch out ready and then we'd practice yeah. and then we'd have dinner right after so it was right at that like two o'clock spot yeah ferris yeah. state used to practice at 6 a.m oh no Oh, that's no. been that's been changed but like imagine that that sounds that's, horrible that's how sounds brutal horrible. how brutal would your practices be like you're not getting better all year if you're practicing at 6 a.m yeah <laughs> that's your yeah, first 30 minutes you're still trying to wake up you know like yeah. fucking brutal that sounds Awful. horrible oh. did you, ray ray did you ever did you guys ever skate you know have the ice outside of practice where you guys work on skills and shit or. Yeah. So we did some skill work. Like, uh, you know, my last couple of years, it really, they really like, uh, you know, got into it more and, and which is good. Um, we do like, they'd have a sign up on the board is always optional, whatever, depending on class times, 8am, 9am ice. I actually, you know, when like, before I start, I, I go and skate in their skill sessions still, um, you know, yeah. just to kind of stay ready for camp and whatnot. But yeah, they'll yeah. do that like optional ice and, uh, skill shooting. Um, some of them are baggers though. And you're like, wow, I got fucking practice still like oh, I'm burnt yeah. up from this morning, but no, they were good. And, and, you know, just trying to work on those individual skills. Cause a lot of college practices system work. Right. So. Yeah, for sure. So Ray, I, I noticed, um, you know, obviously you're captain your senior year, your freshman year. It looks like you only played one game. It's pretty, it's kind of a similar route I had, you know, it didn't play much my freshman year at all. And then, um, happen to be a leader on the team later in the day. So, you know, I know how tough those that freshman year can get when you're not playing. I don't know if you're injured or not, but uh, yeah, just 
just being out of the lineup is tough. And, and, you know, you obviously stuck with it and then ended up being a captain of the team. So, yeah, that year was, that year was tough. I ended up playing three shifts. I'll get to that. But, you know, at the start of the year, like I didn't know what to expect that, you know, I kind of thought I'd, they kind of told me and, you know, know myself as a player, obviously too, the, the jump from the null to division one was pretty big. Um, you know, just trying to get acclimated with the speed and stuff. And I thought it, you know, as, as the month went on I, or the months went on and getting in November, I'm about to play in Alaska. We had some injuries and whatnot, and I'm doing a two on one drill and I toe pick so hard in the crease and drilled my ribs off the post. Um, oh, <laughs> so I, I oh. didn't end up playing in Alaska and that would probably have been a good spot to have your first game. You know, you're not like yeah. so nervous. It's, oh, yeah. it's like a library when you play up there. So, um, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, and, but it was good though. Like I, I always knew that I wasn't going to play. So like Fridays and, uh, Saturdays, like I could always work out. I could work out during the week. I'd work on, you know, those like scratch skates were great for me and the coaches oh, yeah. were really good to me and helping me like get better and tell me things I needed to work on. And, you know, so that was really helpful. And then I got into a game in January is January 20th. I still remember it. And, uh, you know, I didn't expect to play. I'm in class and, and guys, you know, call me like, you're in, you're in. I was like, well, I don't know what the hell is going through his head. Like, is it, you know, <laughs> I haven't been in all year. Like, I didn't expect yeah. it. You know, I didn't expect. But yeah. uh, I get, you know, I had three shifts. I think I had two shots. I, I felt like I was playing really well. And I cut the blue line. There's like kind of an offsides play. And Carter Fogeth on uh, Mankato murders me. Like, that guy, like, that guy like, is scary kind yeah. of blindside like I'm cutting across and he kind of blindsides me you know I, I don't remember it I seen the clip you know a couple of times um and it's kind of funny I'm I don't remember this either and the trainer comes out and there was a day that Trump got inaugurated and uh <laughs> they come out and they're like who's the president and one of the eight or the equipment guys asked me to help me off the ice whatever and I was like Glenn Mraz is the president of the university they're like, you're not wrong, but like the univ they're like of the United States, and it was dead silent. Apparently, I just screamed Donald Trump. Like <laughs> I was like, Donald J. Trump or something. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I just you know, kind of missed the rest of that year is kind of a why my shoulder was my AC joint was pretty badly separated and I was pretty conked. Um, you yeah. know, I I don't uh, – it wasn't going to get in after that. And that we had a really good team, honestly, too, So, which which yeah. is tough to crack a lineup in a, in a good roster. I remember that. I remember that squad in 16-17. Uh, you, you guys were really good that year. Yeah, our decor was, like, unbelievable. Yeah. A lot of guys with a lot of pro games. And... Remind, remind me some of those guys. I know Cliff Watson was one of them. but uh... Yeah, so our D would have been, like, Cliff Watson, Mitch Ranke, show games, yep. Yep. Mark Ock. Dane Burks, um, Mark is still playing. Um, Dane played a little bit in the coast in the American League. And then um, Matt Roy and Shane Hanna. And Matt Roy's at almost, I think it's 250 show games. And then Matt Shane Roy is, was there? Holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a good Shane was that. really good, too. Those two, like, were unbelievable together. So, like, our, our decor. And we had another D that ended up playing forward because he was pretty good back there. But, like, he just – doesn't matter who you are. You're not, not many guys are going to play over that, that lineup. So, yeah. Um, and then we actually had a rough start that year. And they threw our fresh, like a guy in my class, Angus Redmond. I'm not sure if any of you guys played with him. Oh yeah. Uh, I played against him. Yeah. Great dude. But they threw him in and uh, you know, he kind of stole the show. Like 
three weeks in and I remember we got left at home and he was like at home with us on one of the road trips and and then he played from there on out and did a really good job for us. Yeah. What, what did they did Angus have a nickname? I remember that. Yeah, beef. He, beef. 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 Yeah. I, yeah I every time you make a save it out, the students were like, beef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's Angus. That's why Angus. That's yeah. <laughs> unreal. Angus. I remember yeah, hearing yeah. stories of that guy in Utah. I think he played in Utah for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, he, he's played for a lot of teams. Yeah, I think yeah. he's probably – I think he's done now. But, yeah, he played for a lot of teams. It signed a show deal right after his freshman year, which is, you know, probably the best thing that he could have done. And just yeah. Yeah. with the guys in front of him and whatnot, so. For sure. Well, um, we always ask this question, Ray, you know, what, what were some of the road trips that – if you have a single road trip that you're always fired up to go on or, you know, you had a couple that it could be for the hockey. It could be, you know, cause of, you know, you guys stay overnight and, and you know, hang out with the team after whatnot. It could be anything, but any never road really trip did the, the stay over stuff unless we were in Alaska and actually Alaska was a fun road trip. Cause we'd always go up through like 10 days or whatever. So I uh, had some good, good stories up there and, and whatnot. Um, I actually loved playing in Bowling Green. The atmosphere there was really good. Um, Mankato was really tough, but it was fun. And um, honestly, personally, I, I don't think a lot of guys did, but I actually love playing at Ferris. Their ice surface is so small. It just I always Ferris is electric. Yeah, they, they and, got and the they one side, and oh, and their fans are just right on top of you with signs and shit. Yeah, just, they had this picture of me and my buddy one day, and we're like, "Where? How would they even get that? It was a Snapchat, like." <laughs> Like what's going on here? But uh, yeah, that was a fun place to play. Honestly, like you know, I didn't really like the Alaskas. Huntsville was brutal. Um, you know, you got to fly into Nashville. We never, we actually got beat by Huntsville my senior year, the second night. Totally, <laughs> staff was not, not happy with that one. No. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, honestly, like yeah, I'd say like Bowling Green was one of my favorites. Um, I always like playing at the GLI. That was our like big tournament that we hosted. Oh yeah. I remember one year there was like 17,000 they had. And that was really cool. That's um, unreal. And the alumni, like Michigan Tech alumni work for like GM and all the big companies down here, um, you know, in the Detroit area and, and whatnot. Sure. So we had a ton of alumni, which was cool. Um, we went to ASU my senior year. Uh, they were still playing in that shed of an ice rink. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that was that was a fun trip. For sure, and, and getting away from Houghton and the weather was unbelievable. I can imagine that was a good trip. That's a yeah. good spot to be in. After winning yeah. the GLI, too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was uh, that was a good one. Um, who would you, who'd you oh, say? Oh, I can't your... forget Northern Michigan either. Yeah. Yeah. I was that, gonna, I was gonna, yeah. Like that rivalry. Is that, is that your biggest rivalry? Probably? Yeah, by far. Yeah. And honestly, like looking at other, you know, it's probably top three or five in college hockey rivalries, you know, there's yeah. been fights throughout the years and we went on a streak where like we couldn't lose to them. Um, and, you know, and it continued on, I think, well, we lost senior night to them, but my senior night, um, but they like the guys after me went on an incredible run of not losing to them. And yeah, uh, so that was pretty fun, they've, but they've like, I hate those program. guys. Yeah, they've got a pretty good program there too. And I, I, I know their rink is like, I mean, their rink's sick too. Like those yeah. Teams- and they, they, I guess they don't really get fans unless they play us, which is fine. But they, uh, anytime we played there, like it was packed. We, my sophomore year, we played the uh, WCHA championship there and beat them. 
Uh, it's two no nothing. Way. That place was like probably the loudest I've ever heard a rink. Uh, when we skated out and did starting lineups, like you couldn't hear yeah. a damn thing in there. That's um, you good. hoisted the you hoisted. Is that the Broadmoor there? Is that the uh, that was so it, w- it was the Broadmoor our first year, and then yeah. there was the Sour the second year. Oh, uh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, that was pretty um, cool to do in their barn. Won five straight on the road my sophomore year. In every oh. in Mankato too, or I shouldn't say five straight. Won five out of six. We lost a Friday night Mankato, and then came back to beat them two in a row. Damn. I always, and, uh, I always liked I always liked seeing you guys beat Mankato because they were a powerhouse yeah. for a while there. And that place is really tough to play in too. Yeah. It is. I, I don't know what it is. It's like why why haven't you mentioned Bemidji? I mean, is every team in WCH as hard as is hard to play them? Like I feel like they're oh. the hardest team to play ever. Yeah. That's a <laughs> dump it out and then just trap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then somehow they get like the puck bounces six times over everyone's stick and they have a breakaway and they finish it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that happens to other teams as well. I thought it was only just us. But yeah. It's yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so hard to play there. And even when, yeah. like, they're always good because that's how they play and they recruit that style too. It's like, yeah. yeah. They're so defensive. But ever, there's a lot of teams like that. I remember I played with a guy in my first year pro and he's like, How was playing Bowling Green? I was like, I don't know. It's not, he's like, Man, they hit everything. They just trap like, I was like, welcome oh, yeah. to the WCHA. Like, that's, that's there's the no offense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my freshman year, we played Ferris and uh, to go to the Frozen Four. They absolutely pummeled us. I mean, they outshot us really? 45 to like 13. We ended up winning the game in like triple overtime. It was a miracle. But they were like, I don't know. I was in the stands for that game, but I was watching it. I was like, these guys are fucking nails like they were yeah. so hard. it's just like all guys like myself that are just 21 and going to school as freshmen and they stay four years and oh yeah you know that's why we like playing like wisconsin and stuff because you like get an 18 year old kid out there i'm 25 damn near i'm ready to run this kid <laughs> yeah, through the wall you know like yeah 100 <laughs> oh that's so true so you know when you're when you're closing up your senior season there um you know obviously you, you went to Michigan Tech. You, you've you've got a good degree. You got good schooling, you know, but you decided to play hockey. You know, what went into this decision to keep continue playing hockey rather than, you know, enter the workforce and put the degree to use? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually – so, you know, our, my senior year, it ends in a holiday gas station parking lot. You know, that like, just due to COVID, like they pulled yeah. the bus oh, over. Oh, yeah, and, yeah brutal so we never I really never had an ending there and you know I I actually accepted a job um with the company and within that week I, I had a couple coast offers and I was like you know I I want to play like it'd be cool to yeah. just experience it and whatnot um you know and I ended up going to the SP just due to the fact that there wasn't a ton of like I signed in Kalamazoo here and we canceled the season with 20 days before camp to start which kind of sucked and you know I understand their decision and everything but it was tough to find a place to play for a lot of guys. And we went to Macon and made the most of it, our group. And we actually had a really good team. There were five guys from the from that team playing the American League last year and play some games. So really a little bit different that year. And Holy you know, shit. I, I had kind of a shitty year there. It was just COVID year and played 14 games, got hurt. 
um, you know, in February. What what you call that? What'd you call the SP? The shit piss league? <laughs> the yeah. shit piss. Uh, there's a ton of names. <laughs> Supporting parents still playing. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> start practicing <laughs> hockey league like yeah. i shouldn't start be shitting practicing. on it because i never know you never know you could be there tomorrow but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, it was good for me and i learned a lot because we had a coach that was from the coast to there um like i said there was a lot of guys that were in my situation they didn't have a coast team to go to or whatever and, yeah and uh so made the most of that went you know lost in the finals that year and uh signed back in kalamazoo and wanted to play here and i was Actually, I'm fortunate enough to to still use my degree, and I work for a company in Lansing here and work part time oh, for them. So, unreal, which is nice and and super thankful for them because they've you know afforded me an opportunity to continue to play and well while still getting experience. And when I'm done playing, I'm obviously going to go work for them for a while. So yeah, um, that's unreal. I mean, you got to you know, Olson and I um, we typically talk about when when players stop playing retire how tough it is because most guys do not have a plan when they stop playing it's just like well no i'll figure it out yeah and the tough part is like you don't ever find the competitive edge of the game anymore right like a lot of guys struggle like your highest high like he's played north dakota like this is the best atmosphere you know it's better than the nhl because you have a student section right like you're never gonna find a high like that again you know, and, and that's why I think a lot of guys turn to substance abuse and stuff like that, because it is really hard to, to find that competitive edge, especially when that's all you've known your whole life, too. Right. Like, For you know, sure. guys. And, and that's why NHL guys, you know, they've won many cups even struggle because it's, it's there's nothing. They're missing a huge part of their life. And and there's nowhere else yeah. in the world you can skate up to a guy or a guy on your team. You can't go in the office. Hey man, suck it! Like, yeah, <laughs> like be better. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's just not the same, no matter where you go, and that's just the reality of life. But you know, there's there's some truth to that for sure. So, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's like uh, I've used this analogy before, but it's like you know, if you're gonna try drugs the first time, you you try meth, and then you want to try weed after. It's like it's not gonna work. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that same buzz out of weed as you did with meth. I've never yeah. tried it, but uh, I've heard it's I've I've seen it's pretty it's pretty strong stuff. That's so it's random fucking analogy <laughs> I've ever fucking heard. Please God, well, do meth. Well, it's like once you play college hockey and then you go to the minors and it's like fucking busting everywhere and no one in the stands. It's like yeah. fuck. Like I've heard and I've and some of the D three guys and junior guys were like, this is the fucking best. Like this is unbelievable, which it was cool. But we're coming from North Dakota, and it's like I've had North Dakota, and now I got this, and it's like, God damn it! I yeah. just want North Dakota back. But right. I can't. And I'm I'm lucky. Like I actually we play in a spot that's like the fan capacity is very similar, and we actually get good fans here. But like our division played in Cincinnati the other night, there was nine thousand. Like Toledo oh, had yeah. seven thousand. So our our division does pretty good, which is you know unfortunate. Yeah. You know, but I have played like in different spots. I remember going to Wooster and there's like five people in the stand, oh, like people's no. parents, you know, like horrendous. Yeah. Just a horrendous place. On <laughs> God bless them. But Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? No one can even pronounce the name correct. It's like Worcester yeah. or like, yeah. Worcester, and that everyone, everyone from mass is like, no, it's Worcester. Then we can't say our R's. Wheeling, just yeah. a terrible town. Oh, well. we were just there Sunday. Holy <laughs> <laughs> what a jump! <laughs> really, really I, I, I don't know. Like I, 
seem to like it's just something about that place like you it's, can, it's, you can tell some there's some people there probably sleeping with their cousins <laughs> <laughs> might be even siblings yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like i actually don't i got that we got there on saturday we played in toledo friday yeah saturday I looked at like the sun was out and I told the boys like this is the first time I've ever seen the sun here. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. gray. It must be like the fog from the coal mines comes up or something. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's ridiculous like Oh yeah. So uh, Bracer, when you're when you're in Kalamazoo, do you ever run into the Western Michigan guys rolling around in the bars? Or um, we actually don't go out a ton just like our schedules, you know, so yeah. hectic and we play a ton. I actually ran into a couple of guys uh chick-fil-a yesterday actually they're like hey how, how's the year going or whatever yeah. and i we had our, i was wearing some k-wings gear or whatever and they're like oh we play for western blah, blah, blah. so uh, time to time and we'll see they have like their their bar in town and we'll see them there sometimes but fuck uh, if, not I had a a night off, if i had a night off for you i'd head to Lawson and just sit in the middle of the Lawson lunatics it'd be unbelievable <laughs> yeah i've yet to make it to a game there i heard yeah. it's I heard it's pretty I think, sick. I think, you gotta, I think you gotta get there. It's it's pretty yeah. cool. We're we're That's on our we're on our fifty fifth episode. And we bring up Lawson uh, Lunatics once an episode at least. Really? Oh, we have a couple. Not... Or Matt, you remember Acapelli? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he plays he plays with us in Kazu too. Yeah, he's and nasty. He's, yeah, he was a stud there too. He talks about that. Oh yeah, he's good. He was tough to contain. He's a big body. Oh, yeah. rip, he's so rip, too. rip of a shot. Oh, I think he had 36 points his sophomore year and then signed a show. Yeah. Video. yeah. <laughs> What's that like? Yeah. Good you? No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get 36 points in my career. <laughs> yeah. <It> wasn't close. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Mace, Veach, do you have any questions for uh, Ray? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Northern Michigan being your your biggest rival as a player there. Was that always the case? Like, growing up, I know it can be a little bit different and times change. Yeah, I think that's, like, even if you YouTube, like, there's fights from, like, the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, Tech, and they played, that was back when they didn't play in the same conference, too. So, like, and they always played out of conference against each other. And um, that was, uh, yeah, it's always been like that, I guess. And. Who has the upper hand there? Is it does Tech have the upper hand historically? Yeah, I, or is... I think we just passed them. Like it was like when I was coming in, we were low, and then it, like we caught them and passed them. Um, it's like 78, yeah. 77 and something or something like that. That's sick. Uh, it's you, awesome. it's right around there. So they're like neck and neck. That's a good rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not bad. There's a I forget which I forget which pro team or which team it was, but there is some. There's another rivalry out there that's like 250 and 250 against each other all the really? time, which is like, I wish I could remember the fucking team, but that's like insane how close it is. I think, I think Nodak and Duluth is probably like Nodak 200 to Duluth's like 20. Is that? <laughs> how about in the last decade? <laughs> I'm just firing Veach up. He's a Duluth guy. Oh, uh, yeah. How's uh, your guys' rivalry with? Minnesota would be your biggest, right? Yeah, well, when or Denver, were, yeah, when when Olson and I were playing, it was easily Duluth. Like, yeah, there really. was the team like we clashed with the most and had the best games with, and like, but yeah, I mean, whenever you when 
I mean, I only played Minnesota three times. One was in the Frozen Four and two were in Mariucci, but that series is like it's fucking bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. We we didn't we only we played two series against them. That was when it when the league split or whatever, you didn't play we never played them until now they're starting to have an out of conference games or whatever right. each year, and so it's starting to come back. Uh, I got yeah. one more talking about the upper upper peninsula of Michigan. There, the Upers, um, tons of lake effect snow. With the guys that were not from there and not used to it, how much of a transitional period was it for them? And how many stories of people getting stuck on the road on the way to practice or anything like that? Where, yeah, so yeah. like yeah. we're pretty fortunate. Like all the freshmen lived on campus, and the rink is on campus which is nice for those, yeah. you know, like everyone kind of walk, but like these guys are like, you're gotta be kidding me. Get back from a road trip. You left on like a Wednesday and it's Sunday morning at two and two in the morning or whatever, when you get home <laughs> and then they got to shovel out their car to go. They're like, you're kidding me. Like, or the rink is just snowed in. And I, like, there's so much snow at times and like guys can't believe it. They're like, this is the worst place on earth. Like, get me out of here. I hate this place. You know, <laughs> like I think it drives some guys insane, but like it also takes a special person to to appreciate that place. And you know, I think that's what tech is good at finding is guys that, that love it there and uh, yeah. you know, they embrace it and which is it, it helps them, you know, win games and whatnot, which is awesome. So that's that's Probably. the like yeah. I remember we had like a, some kids from the East Coast and stuff like that. Like they couldn't believe what was going on. Like every day, and you like you think you got it all figured out. Your car shoveled out, and the plow buries you the next morning anyway. Like I know I went home for Christmas break. I spent two hours shoveling my parents out one day. Like the I think I have a picture up if I can show you guys. Like it was like that was that was one morning. I, oh, yeah. I don't know how good you can see oh, that. Oh my. Like oh yeah it was that's their bumpers like it was just i'm i'm from yeah. duluth originally so i know that i know that yeah well and we don't get the cold as much there because the lake kind of keeps it warm but the snow is just like i feel oh. bad for my mom she's 66 now and <laughs> like still trying to shovel herself out is like brutal i'm like you gotta move to florida what do you yeah doing? you gotta yeah, yeah. Get, down there. get the hell out of this place <laughs> you know i never realized like i grew up there so i was so used to it. i moved away i'm like oh this oh, yeah. sucks leave me yeah, when, get out of here yeah, yeah. When, you, when you move away you realize like holy fuck there's these people have been living in the high life you yeah. <laughs> like there are people in colorado and salt lake city that would complain when it got to like 25 degrees i'm like are you guys fucking yeah. serious or guys like here they're like you're not gonna brush your car off i'm like you don't know what I've drove through. Like, <laughs> yeah. I drove with a pee hole. Some like I'm not brushing this thing off. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, if if no one else has any questions, um, I'll let you get them out. But Ray, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate having you. This is a really fun interview. Um, best of luck with the rest of the season, man. We're uh, we'll be following along, rooting for yeah, you. Yeah, thanks so. a lot, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks for having happy. me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for the listeners for tuning in for another week, and uh, we'll see you guys all next week.